Well, welcome to the show. We have a big show. This is the Shoot Brothers podcast. I'm uh, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. This is Cameron, brother Osborne. Bang, bang. And uh, yeah, this uh, we started off with some explosives there because, uh, I mean, we got an explosive show. Or was it a dud? We'll have to get into it. There's a lot to talk about. The wrestling world was ablaze either way uh, with the fallout of Revolution. And there was a lot of other cool stuff that happened during the week of wrestling. So we got a lot to get into. Every single one of these episodes is an explosive episode, Mike. <laughs> I uh, really shout out any fans out there listening to us on Spotify at three and a half percent speed. Uh, I recently found you can you can you know you can like faster. You can slower. change the playback speed of podcasts, music, anything. Let's do on Spotify, really, and half half per you know half times faster. You're like, oh okay, you know yeah. everything goes by a little quicker. Even one times faster. You're like, okay, now one point eight is around where it becomes suddenly things are be, start becoming unintelligible. <laughs> so they really decide to bump it up even further. You can go three and a half times speed, uh, yeah. where you don't you don't actually understand what you're saying. So I'm like, we need to like maybe like carve out a chunk of the show for those people. You and I speak very slowly. Uh, we give them like three and a half minutes a week where we, we cover, you know, a particular topic at a very slow speed um, because, yeah, or maybe some people just like, you know, I, I want to get through a lot of this wrestling action because it was another fantastic week um, in professional wrestling. Of course, we had big old Wednesday night war that I honestly was not expecting. Uh, I wasn't it was expecting huge this a week. A huge week, of course, uh, Monday Night Raw tweet SmackDown. But first, Mike, like you said, um, we had our big revolution pay-per-view revolution 2021 Review. huge card loaded lineup we were all very hyped for this um which i think may add to things but we'll get all we'll get into that this will live on as a very controversial show for one way or another Amen to the controversiality amongst, you know, I mean, one of my more controversial elements to the show was actually right at kind of the beginning because AEW has had a successful streak of no pre-show matches. Uh, and controversially, um, yeah, you know, I think we kind of found out a couple days before, whatever, they, they threw in a pre-show match. Yeah, the old buy-in, as they're calling it. Uh, so did you watch it then? I did. Well... Uh, then we got Riho and Thunder Rosa, supposed to be taking on Britt Baker and Rebel, uh, but Britt comes out and announces, you know, I'm a doctor, she's not medically cleared, but uh, we got a replacement, and it's Maki Ito, who we saw a bit in that Japanese bracket, uh, but it's cool to see her cross over here, you know, she's got a fun personality, she's doing the big karaoke entrance, uh, a bit of technical difficulties with it, but. I like her. She's hey, funny. what you gonna do? I think you know means also another thing to have somebody move over from Japan to America. Like yeah. I think that's the bigger deal right yeah, now, she's... really, because there would have had to be like a ten day. You know, that's a two week process to bring yeah. someone. You know, for you know all the way over from Japan over to here. So like that's a that's like cool news. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy to see her. She was cool. She was doing funny stuff in the ring, lots of head butts and just acting like a little little brat. But she's funny. <laughs> Lots of middle fingers, too, in this match. Everyone was sticking the Every, bird up. <laughs> Everyone's flipping the bird. Everyone's been flipping the bird the past uh, the past week. We saw a lot of bird flipping on being the elite this week, too. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's, you know, it's really, it's and it, it'll never die. You know, you know a uh, classic insult. 
maybe it's because uh, March 16th coming up, that's Stone Cold Day. So everyone's flipping the birds. We're all prepping for uh, the 16th. Isn't that St. Patrick's Day also this year? Or St. Patrick's uh, always on the same day? I don't know. Never mind. Uh, mm. Yeah, the match happens. Uh, you know, a little, you know, the back and forth <laughs> action of tag team. I don't know. Yeah, where, where, where yeah. do you want to get into it? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, just there was just a lot of fun spots. Eventually, Reba's the one who makes the difference on the outside with the the crutch. She nails her, nails someone behind the rest back. I think it was Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Britt gets the three count. So nice win for her and Maki Ito, who, yeah, liked her American debut here. Yeah, a star, but a star to shine. Oh yeah, and as you mentioned, you just said that thing about the ten days. One thing people noted is that she wrestled in Japan less than forty-eight hours before. So that's sweet. <laughs> Not a lot of quarantine. Wow. But uh, maybe they tested her on the flight. Of course, double, triple, but quadruple anyways, tested. Let's move on to this main show here. Because it's the revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Evolution. Revolution. It's, it's- the R bracket. <laughs> evo- R end bracket. Revolution. <laughs> uh, and we're kicking it off with the tag team titles. Uh, the Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho, MJF. Uh, it's a good match to pick for the opener, I think. You know, just hot match. Lots of fun. Mm-hmm. MJF even had, has he worn this before? He had like a Ric Flair robe mixed in with his scarf. I don't know if I've, I don't, I don't, I also don't know if I'd seen that before. Yeah. Either way, he was looking good. His ring gear looked like Flair too with the blue and the, mm-hmm. both Charlotte and Rick. <laughs> Maybe Amen. He's a fan of both. A little, a little combo. A little, little Charlotte-Rick <laughs> combo. Anyways, great match. Lots of, you know, the Bucks doing their high flying, all their, they always pull out a new double team move you haven't seen before every match. Even if they've done it, we haven't seen it. They did one. <laughs> they did one in this match where, like, uh, I think like Nick was ha- Nick was ho- Nick was in a handstand holding Chris Jericho with his feet against the ropes, and then yeah. Matt Jackson runs up behind him and then just gives him the big old step up in Seguri while he's just got to sit there and take it. They always do find something new. <laughs> yeah, lots of cool. Uh, but oh yeah, one thing. Jim Ross started off the show. I was a little worried about him. His uh, voice was. Was like shot, but somehow it seemed to get better as the show. Fisherman's went. friend, baby, it's got to be the fisherman's <laughs> friend. Yeah, yeah. He or maybe he up. just woke up like twenty minutes before the show. Like, oh god, the, damn it! There was a bit of it. Like, even Excalibur was like, you know, oh, yeah, everyone's talking about Jim Jr.'s voice hurting, but no, he got through this entire. It almost like his voice got better. No, yeah, as the show somehow on, it, it definitely cleared up a bit. Being the professional, it is. Um, <laughs> maybe it's you know those sweet sugars of J- of the Jr. steak sauce. The JR's barbecue <laughs> sauce. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's just taking shots of that backstage. Maybe. Mix it with a little whiskey now and then. But, <laughs> uh, Wardlow's out there. He's doing his bullshit. I think Jericho hit a tombstone pile driver at one point, which yeah. is, can't say I've seen many of those from him. No. But, uh, the big moment of the match came when Wardlow distracts Aubrey Edwards. Jericho nails Matt in the back with a baseball bat. MJF hits the heat seeker. I thought this was it, but Matt kicks out it too. They had me going there. I bit hard on that one. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> you know too. what? He sells it. He sells it. Yeah, just he's great. Uh, but uh, you know, some other nice near falls. But eventually, the Bucks they managed to hit the Meltzer driver, get the three count, retain their titles. Excellent match. I really liked it. Yeah, this was another great match. Uh, MJF. Uh, I'll remember MJF slobbering. Oh, yeah. Uh, After, like, five super kicks. (laughs) After five super kicks. His brain couldn't function. His brain just couldn't do it anymore. Man, every single time, uh, and, you know. Excalibur's like, look at the drool! And, you know, there's no reason to compare skills of people like that. But every single Young Bucks match I watch, 
I'm like, you know, I'll see Nick Jackson. I'll be like, wow, he's the best. He's the best buck. <laughs> and then like Matt Jackson comes in for the tag. And then I'm like, no, no, I think he's the best buck. And I just I go back and forth 12, 13, 14, 15 times a match, uh, you know, in my mind, just like, wow, which one's better I mean, at this? And God, just be like their father and be like, they're both great. Yeah, oh man, Papa Buck must be, like be so proud of his two sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they defended their titles and defended his honor on this night. Yeah. But he was selling the injury. He wasn't there in the crowd to celebrate. Yeah, that's the, nice. yeah, the big sell, the big sell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a great, yeah, great match to kick off the pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe even one of the matches of the night. We'll see. Well, and uh, I think, I think, uh, I mean, the Bucks had, you know, I think the Bucks last revolution, that was the Bucks Omega... Um, hangman match also. So the Young Bucks are kind of too far. They're certainly two for two yeah, on revolution their revolution two two. matches. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's move on because we got some more tag team. We got the Casino Tag Team Royal. Uh, and they switched up the format, which I really liked. So And they let us, having... and they let us know, which is also yeah. very nice of them. Yeah. So instead of coming out in just these big clusters, now they're letting everyone have their own entrances, which is cool. This is so. nice. Yeah. I mean, there's enough teams here that everyone should have their own graphic. At Fifteen least. teams. So that's a 30 man rumble, technically, but not, uh, you know, only only 15 eliminations needed minimum. It's a lot of beef or whatever. But uh, anyways, two guys start the ring every 90 seconds. A new team comes out. So we're getting lots of action, lots of hot stuff going on. Uh I guess one of the early stories is QT Marshall eliminates the gun club who are, you know, kind of in the nightmare family. So Dustin gets all pissed off and QT's like, are you kidding me? We got to win this. And he just gets pissed and he just jumps over the top rope, eliminates himself, hawks a loogie at Dustin and walks off. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. I didn't know that the, uh, yeah, I think they're called the natural nightmares, I think is what oh, that yeah. little Not grouping the is yeah, called. I, the nightmare family's too big, though. It's I know. I'm starting. I can't keep track of who's in it. Like, it's oh, almost part of it every single baby face on the roster. So you're like, great. Yeah. So I can't. You're not actually. I can't eliminate. <laughs> yeah, and I think we saw a new guy this week. Lee Johnson. Was yeah, a new guy he's we in saw the family. This week. <laughs> Aaron Solo. Uh, we saw and him. Like, welcome ago. our new cousin, Christian Cage, part of the family. Like, oh, Jesus Christ! There's too <laughs> many people here. There's too. Uh, how big is this goddamn family? And it's about to get bigger. Brandy, Brandy's about to, you know. Oh uh, yeah, little baby. Little, uh, little baby Rhodes. Girl. <laughs> baby Rhodes, baby. Uh, anyways, uh, Santana and Ortiz, they were looking good, but I think you and I wanted them to possibly go the, make it, go the distance yeah, go the distance but they didn't even really make it to the final team so a little they disappointing there took god um who comes out so it's this new team the bear country oh i like those guys they come out uh boulder and or boulder and bear oh no yeah Fuck, something have, like that it's a liter- it's an alliteration or something like that god yeah. one of them um somebody's lying on the ground and one of these bear men <laughs> Give, which is a weird thing at home, give Santana a nasty looking, uh, like, you know, kind of like pile driver onto the guy lying on the ground. Oh, yeah. Like his head hit the guy's back. Or yeah, whatever. it was a it was a yeah. bu- it was a I was actually a bump that I caught somewhere kind of like in the middle of the match. And I I kind of oh, shit, that's not good. I uh, they tricked <laughs> me, but they came back. But yeah, at least Santana Ortiz did come back with some offense. Yeah. Um, at least uh, against, they had a lot of offense against uh, Lucha, or uh, sorry, Jurassic Express, whenever they decided to come in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, Bear Country though. I really like them. They look like big brick shit houses. Yeah, Lots they have a cool. they have a thing. They dress similarly. <laughs> they have. Yeah. Uh, They're like Otis, but more tough. <laughs> mm. I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say War Raiders. And or War ju- Raiders, and just yeah. War Raiders. <laughs> just They've been gone there. so long. I kind of forgot. Exactly. I had to go uh, back to find that name. <laughs> yeah. Is it? No, it's the Viking Raiders. That's. It's Viking Raiders now. Now it is, yeah. Was War Raiders Viking was the experience. Peak. Was War yeah. Raiders, yeah. Uh, Dark Order had three teams in this match, so uh, hedging their bets there. Ten had a really good showing before uh, Jack Evans, who wasn't even in the match, he showed up and pulled them over the ropes, but there was some sloppy camera work here. Didn't really catch what happened at first it, glance. It, it didn't, and it did that thing, you know, classic where Excalibur is now having to explain to us what happened. Yeah, he's like, oh, that was Jack Evans. He was under the ring. We're like, what? When? <laughs> Pre- uh. Preston Vance, though, got to say, uh, he's been booked pretty well in a couple of these larger man matches. And to be taken yeah, and good. to be taken out by shenanigans is almost like a good sign. Yeah, they protected him a bit. It kind of, you think, know, means that there's something for you that we're working on. Uh, yeah. For, yeah. And his partner got eliminated really yeah, early. I so don't like, uh, yeah, I don't like five. I, we need Preston Vance with another Dark Order member. Maybe yeah. Stu Grayson. I think Preston Vance and Stu Grayson, that's the fucking team. <laughs> that would be a lot more powerful. Oh, but, yeah. Preston uh, Vance and good old Canadian, Canadian boy. Stu well, uh, I guess that would leave Evil Uno on his own, but... You know, after uh, he had probably the worst spot of the match when uh, Marco Stunt Hurricane Rana's evil Uno off the apron. But then Uno just stands there for a second and then runs into the turnbuckle like seven feet away and eliminates himself. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was like if he was ever any closer to the turnbuckle and didn't wait yeah. half a second. Yeah. It would have been fine, but it, it just looked fine. a little... It was weird, yeah. <laughs> I also saw but, that. But uh, I think by the end of the night, people will forget that one. But uh, Butcher and Blade were in there. They did pretty good as well. Bunny was helping them out. Uh, Pack and Phoenix came out late, and then just they just nonstop ever since they came out. They were just running on ropes, making lots of eliminations. <laughs> uh, Silver and Reynolds were the final team. They come out, get a big pop from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Big uh, pop. Big pop. Yeah. So eventually it comes down to uh, Final Four. Pack and Phoenix together against John Silver and Jungle Boy. So they decide to work together. Uh, but then Silver's the first one eliminated when Phoenix does his little tightrope walk, kicks him in the head, knocks him out. So Jungle Boy's all on his own. Uh, he manages to eliminate Pac with his own momentum, but then him and Phoenix have a little back and forth. And, uh, I think at one point Phoenix does his weekly tope suicida where he just flies over the barricade Don't into the bank crowd. on hero! <laughs> so they get back in and soon after Phoenix dumps Jungle Boy to the floor, wins the match. So tag title shot goes to Pac and Ray Phoenix. Pack. Um yeah, fucking yeah, Jungle Boy gets booked in all of these so well. Yeah, I think the last time in the um in the Diamond Ring match, we saw him him going the distance with MJF there, despite MJF, you know, doing very little <laughs> to remain yeah. to remain in the match. And anytime, yeah, there's <laughs> tag action like this. Uh we've said a million times on the show that he's the fucking star of the future. Yeah, he really and is. Pack and Phoenix in the meantime looking good as a team. Yeah, also looking uh, good. Yeah, Pack hasn't done much, you know, kind of since his uh, coming back here after there was that long hiatus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, overall, I think this was probably the best battle royal they've had so far. 
in AEW, just because of the new format, <laughs> less chaotic, just more time to focus on individuals. Yeah, yeah. I um, just trying to think about it. Yeah, none of the other ones really. None of the other ones really stand out. Yeah, uh, not that this was too crazy, but just better than I like the format switch up. So yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, we get a quick backstage interview with Paul White, where he drops a brief hint for the big signing later, uh, saying. He doesn't think anyone here can outwork this particular talent. So what does that mean? Outwork? Like outperform? Uh, does it mean they're a good worker in the ring? Who is it? Or are we getting worked? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Those, are the, those are the actual word. questions. Yeah. Hmm. We'll find out. But we got the AEW Women's Championship on the line here. Hikaru Shida defending against Ryo Mizunami, who won that tournament. Uh, and apparently they have history they were talking about. Like, I don't know, they fought over the past 10 years. Three draws and three meetings in Japan. What are the odds of that? Yeah, Excalibur can sell me on anything like that when it comes to the past. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, you know. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll buy no, it. I know. He yeah. seems to uh, know stuff. So uh, I'll just trust him. I'll do, I mean, I have no reason to not trust him. It's like Wikipedia. If it's there, it's got to be right. If, if Excalibur's saying it, it's it's canon. It's officially yeah. canon. <laughs> So this was fun. You know, Rio's the, you know, I guess she, I call her a veteran. She's the older of the two. Mm -hmm. She's wily. She's having fun. She's doing little dance moves, like pulling on the rope like a mime. Um, I think Rio gets powerbombed over the barricade into the crowd at one point. So they got a good amount of time here. Some big near falls. Uh, Sheeta hits him. I don't know what to call it, like a crunchy... He called it a crunchy something on the ramp outside. Crunchy something? Okay. I may have <laughs> I may have missed I may have missed that call. Yeah. Anyway, it's the big moments. Rio kicks out of Sheeta's Tamashi at one point, which is her finisher. Mm -hmm. I don't think too many kicked out of that. Uh, but then Sheeta does the same and kicks out of Mizunami's guillotine leg drop off the top rope. Uh, so everyone's getting pumped here for the end of the match. Uh, Sheeta hits a big corkscrew knee strike to Rio's head, and that gets to the three count. Uh, and Sheeta retains. Good match. Yeah, great match. Physical, you know, just stiff, intense strikes. And I think we get a little post-match shenanigans when Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Reba, they come out. And they uh, Maki Ito was there. Maki Ito, of course. They come <laughs> out there. Oh, and Vicky Guerrero was there too. Let's oh, not yeah. forget. She gave a little. She gives like a little mule kick. Just like yeah, <laughs> they're giving. Uh, they're giving. The, they're giving the other two women in the ring the business until Thunder Rosa comes out to make the save. Uh, yeah. Because of course. Yeah, she's a good. She's one of the. I guess one of the top baby faces, like Sheena. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, here's our little heel stable now. You know, we're Britt Baker. I was going to say, right I kind of like this rubbing elbows. You know, Baker and Nyla, they're two of the top heels. Mm -hmm. Combined forces, bringing a nice young kid like Maki Ito, get her over. I think you just I think you just booked it, Mike. I think you just booked there it. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then they play a little video to announce Double or Nothing, uh, which we all expected. Although I think they said this one's going to be on a Sunday as well in May. So... I think Tony Khan has said they're going to switch between Saturdays and Sundays whenever they want. <laughs> whenever we feel like it. I like any time Tony Khan says in an interview uh, something to the effect of, we're just going to do what we want, and everyone goes nuts. <laughs> I think he said in this case, it's like sometimes the holiday Monday, so it just works out on Sundays anyway. So. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Well, we you got to look, look against other programming also. <coughs> Who knows? There could be a UFC fight the night before. You know, you don't want to... 
or maybe that Jake Paul Ben Askren boxing match is on the Saturday. <laughs> and you're like, well, shit, you know, we want people to, you know, we want people watching our program, yeah. too. Definitely. Uh, and then we go backstage. <clears throat> Alex Marvez wants to get a quick word with Chuck T and Orange Cassidy, but they get attacked from uh, Miro and Kip Sabian. Orange Cassidy gets slammed on some equipment crate, but Chuck gets the worst of it as he gets slammed into a door and breaks through the glass, which I'm sure was supposed to happen, but it ended up slicing open his arm. Uh, and he was bleeding from it fairly decently. It was a, it was an oddly <coughs> specific cut though too, because like the blood was it's just like kind of like picture the little space on your forearm, forearm, and like that's where it was. And you're like, what a weird yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, maintained this weird to... visual for the rest of the match because he just kept bleeding from his arm. It's weird. Like um, I assume the window was supposed to break, so it was like trick glass, wasn't it? But then it cut his arm anyway. Hey, so. who knows? This shit happens, right? Yeah, could have been worse though. Could have gone deeper. I'm sure. But anyways, luckily it didn't. But uh, he's already cut up. He's bleeding. So they just beat him around the ring. And Chuck says, "Fuck it, ring the bell." Even though his partner's not there, so they beat him up two on one. He's bleeding from the arm, getting it all over his opponents. Uh, but he can't really defend himself. But he hangs in there long enough for Orange Cassidy to come down. Uh, he hits a couple orange punches, runs wild for a bit, uh, but then. Oh, yeah, they, they get back in the ring. Orange Cassidy and Miro, or, sorry, yeah. Penelope Ford jumps up on the apron, and Miro just pushes Orange Cassidy right into her, which knocks her down, so she's injured. And then Kip goes to check on her, but Miro's like, what are you doing? Yells at him, so he tags him back in. Miro just bits his, beats the shit out of uh, Chuck and locks in the game over for the submission win. Yeah, but I guess. <clears throat> I guess, the, and the, well, this was the match that didn't matter, right? That they, it sort of feels like it was thrown on the card, maybe. Uh, yeah, this could have been a dynamite. Match. Yeah, this whole yeah, uh, this whole Miro thing. Yeah, this is this kind of little thing isn't working right now for me. Uh, we're kind of cold on Orange <clears throat> Cassidy. Maybe Trent getting hurt, real you know, really hurt things. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, this um, is the split between Miro and Kip because he kind of caused Penelope's injury and didn't give a shit so well yeah well yeah he's still like the do that dominating man uh you know. yeah he looked tough here but uh yeah he needs his character we don't know what the he hell he needs to is. move on <clears throat> uh so let's move on as well because we got hangman page taking on big money matt hardy in the money match where the winner gets the first quarter earnings of the loser we don't know how much we can only speculate what that amount would be but I i'm gonna at least say tens of thousands yeah, that's fair. Especially Matt. He's a veteran. Uh, I guess Hangman's a big, important guy, too. So, Anyways, the match itself was, you know, just okay. Nothing nothing too crazy, but I don't think we need Matt taking crazy risks anyway. So. Not anymore. His big moment. Yeah. He hit a twist of fate on the floor. That was his big moment. That's good. Uh, but one thing I was a little, a little surprised about, the crowd was actually very pro-Hardy. There was a lot of Hardy chants and stuff. Hmm. I thought everyone loved Hangman. Maybe we were but. just on the heels. Maybe the what the camera was microphone was too heavily on the heel side. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But uh, there was eleven hundred fans there. But anyways, Hangman hits the dead eye, but Isaiah Cassidy distracts the ref. Uh, so Paige has to fend off the bullshit dealing with private party three on one until the cavalry arrives. Dark Order come running out. They beat up private party. Uh, and then they catch Hangman on the outside and toss him back up onto the apron so he can hit his buckshot lariat and win the match and the money. 
And then afterwards, Dark Order, they get in the ring, they celebrate, they applaud Hangman, and then he embraces them and brings it in for a big group hug. So I love it. The, f- the friendship, <clears throat> not based on money or what you can do for the other person. No, the impenetrable bond between the Dark Order and Adam Hangman Page. Yeah. And write Colt, this Cab- Colt Cabana comes out with some brisk cold beer and they all celebrate. It's very nice. Yeah. It was a beautiful little bit. We're still waiting for uh, Hangman to join the Dark Order, I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we get... So this part of the show is a little bit of weird booking, I thought, because we only have three matches left, and you got a ladder match, a street fight, and a death match all in a row. thought it was a little... Could have put the ladder match maybe a bit earlier. Three big steps, yeah, coming up. It's always fun counting down the card where, I mean, the big money match, <coughs> I wouldn't necessarily call that a stipulation, although no. it did have a stipulation. Yeah, but anyway, it's just something I found a little bit weird. I mean, the the street fight I get going second last because it's cinematic, gives you time to set up the barbed wire, but mm-hmm. the ladder match, that's ladder match. I don't know. We'll get into it anyways. <laughs> the face of the revolution uh, ladder match the winner gets a TNT title shot so we got Max Caster Lance Archer Scorpio Sky Penta El Zero Miedo Cody Rhodes and then the mystery star turns out to be Ethan Page uh, but that wasn't the big surprise there'll still be more but that was a surprise you know how did you feel it was, yeah I had, I had no clue well, I, I had no clue what was going on I had no clue who that person was <laughs> Uh, I know of him, but I don't know much about. But him. I was, but I started saying to myself, you know, I mean, I saw Hangman Page, Ethan Page, yeah. Brian Cage. Oh my God, there's going to be a a rhyme uh, match coming up, you know, for the official owner of the last name of the name Page. I think Ethan Page, Hangman Page, uh, maybe a brother angle. Uh, of both of them versus Brian Cage to see, you know, who can hold the rhyme. I don't know. Potential. And then Diamond Dallas Page comes out. Too many. He's like, I am your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many pages, if you ask me. Uh, but anyways, so we got our six participants. Uh, another thing I found a little weird was during Cody's entrance, they cut to Jade Cargill, and she was clapping for him in the crowd. I'm like, why are you cheering for that? Yeah, I also, I, I, I don't know if I caught that, but she was also, yeah, there. I guess I guess maybe <laughs> I, I noticed that she was there. I guess that's what I should say. There was just a lot of things. This match, for me, was weird from the beginning. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess some, oh, I don't know. There were, uh, the, the final thing worth noting is the, the actual prize you had to grab, the brass ring that they had hanging from the roof. Yeah, I was, was a little disappointed by the brass ring just because it kind of felt <laughs> like a uh, kind of like a lifesaver at the pool, but then like kind of coated yeah, gold. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog rings as yeah, well. Yeah, maybe. Well. Yes, it was a real Sonic vibe. Uh, but I mean, it didn't look didn't look that cool either way. It was it was a little funny looking. Um, uh, I mean, AEW's done this. They had the poker chip. They like their big props. Mm-hmm. They know. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's because I mean, you're trying whatever you can to not use a briefcase. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's like, what can we use? that's not a briefcase to make to convey this message. (laughs) But you know what? I mean, guys, they work hard in the ladder match. But I think I don't know. Like I said, this whole thing, something was just a little off. It was a little underwhelming to me. You know, there were still the big spots like Archer at one point was sandwiched in the middle of a ladder and guy gets power bombed on top of him to crush him in the middle. And then uh, the craziest spot was probably the big, they had the ladder set up between the the barricade and the ring, and 
Penta hits a big destroyer to Cody on top of the ladder, which did not break, but still looks devastating. Yeah, those AEW ladders are a little bit thicker. A little bit thicker yeah. than these uh, flimsy Vince <laughs> McMahon ladders. I think one of them did break later when like Archer threw someone over the ah, that's ropes. Ar- that's Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. But anyways, this vicious destroyer, Cody, he sells it hard. He gets taken out of the match, taken to the back by the officials. But that's just so he can rest. Uh, so back in the ring, we get lots of climbing, you know, fingertips, touching the big ring. Uh, uh, yeah, eventually Cody does come back out, though. Uh, with his belt and he just starts whipping people around and I noticed there was actually some booze in the crowd for Cody here at some points that heel turn is going to be massive (laughs) yeah and it's needed I mean if he's not doing it on purpose at this point then he's not very self-aware he's (laughs) he's been doing little things for a while now that are bugging me remember black hair Cody (laughs) oh god that's how can we forget that one week (laughs) uh yeah maybe two (laughs) that was weird maybe two Raw Underground made that look short. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a, that was a 2020 moment of the year. God, we should have included. Uh, yeah, just maybe that's. I mean, you could be a that could have been your pick for best hair. You didn't. <clears throat> maybe that should be a shooty, just like best mo- like best thing we forgot about. <laughs> or maybe yeah. that's where the rest in peace needs to come from. Not from you know actual. I mean, I, you know, it's too sad. I don't want to talk about professional wrestlers yeah. who are no longer with us. But I would love to talk about booking decisions that are no longer with us. Something that and tried and failed. And was something that tried and failed. A la Raw Underground. A la Black yeah. uh, Black Hair Cody. Um, a la yeah. Superstar. Uh, no one. Um, brand Brand Invitational. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put uh, a, we'll put on we'll put a pin on that one for uh, for next year's shooties. I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, it's a good idea though. I like it. Uh, so, anyways, Cody's back. Uh, him and Scorpio Sky they fight up to the top of the ladder, and Scorpio manages to knock Cody down and unhooks the giant brass ring to win the match and earn himself a TNT title shot. Which is this very Wednesday? No time. No time. No time to even hype it. No time to even for a promo. No but, time to uh, recover either yeah so you know yeah we can always do this with cody too being you know he's our little golden boy he's our little uh (laughs) you know little golden retriever uh so we can so the story can always be him fighting back and sometimes overcoming the odds sometimes not overcoming the odds uh and this was one of those cases nice to see scorpio sky though get a get you know a win yeah yeah no he's uh you know, when AEW first started, he was in the mix a lot, and then kind of cooled off a bit. And now I mean, he's back a- in SCU it. were the uh, were the uh, cha- were the inaugural champions of the tag team belt. Yeah. yeah. So you know, either way, I think this was uh, one of the lesser quality ladder matches in recent years. But like a, it's like pizza. Even the worst ladder match isn't that bad. Yeah. Even I mean, <laughs> yeah. I like mean, it wasn't if, terrible. I've just seen a lot better. And you like know, if you're hungry TLC, and someone's like, "Hey, do you want a slice of pizza?" Pizza. I yeah, mean, I like, guess if yes. you're fucking hungry, you're like, "Yeah, I'll have it." You know, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that wasn't that's it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, then it was time for our big surprise signing. You know, they did a lot of job hyping this up. The world, the wrestling world was speculating, you know, some crazy names were out there. Brock Lesnar, Batista, CM Punk, you know. The classics, think, the classics. Yeah, the classics. I'm like, ah, probably not, but there's a small chance. Uh, but either way, they did hype it up a lot. And then out comes Christian Cage, which yeah, I like Christian, but I think they overhyped it a little bit. But uh, 
Well, I mean, all the all the clues were right there. He'll outwork you. <laughs> he is a <laughs> Hall of Fame caliber performer. No, that part's fair, but the outwork. So he came out with a new shirt that said outwork everyone, but it's a brand new shirt. So how are we supposed to understand the clue? Because as soon as he opened up the shirt, you're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, now it does. But uh, anyways, uh, I think it might have been if they had just said nothing, and he just showed up. That would have been maybe a bit more effective. People would be like, oh, shit. Because then there was no expectation. Yeah, but either or, way. Or maybe, I mean, I like or, Christian. Or maybe just less week, or it's like a one week thing of like Big Show being there, being like, "Yo, Saturday you're gonna find him," or Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Christian, but yeah, he's a 47 year old man. He's not gonna good Canadian, move good old needle good too Canadian much. kid though. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I, I mean, mean, yeah, you're gonna get the hometown like... bump. You're gonna get the hometown <laughs> bump. Oh, when he come, when they do inevitably come here, we're going to cheer our hearts out. Oh, of course, of course. The pride of joy of Kitchener, Ontario. Him and Jamal Murray <laughs> uh, have the keys to the city. Jamal Murray, former Toronto Maple Leaf. What? Or wait, no, I'm sorry, I was thinking Jamal Mayers. <laughs> how do you know who the fuck that is? I, know, I was, <laughs> was going to say, how do you know Jamal? And, why does, he nobody. Have, and why does he have the key to Kitchener? <laughs> <laughs> Two big questions. Uh, well... Let's just move on to this uh, the street fight. Street fight. Been, that I feel like this one's been built up more than any other match just based on weekly promo time. Well, I think uh, <laughs> Winter is Coming was November or no, December. December 1st. Something like first week of December. Yeah. So it has yeah. been, you know. And pretty like much every and single months. week since then. Three months. <laughs> Three and a half months of uh, stirring. Yeah. Uh, so we're finally getting it. Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Darby Allen, Sting, Street Fight. And uh, they did go the cinematic route, as was speculated. Um, so it starts off with Starks and Cage. They drive in this the, uh, nice sports car. I don't know how Cage even fits in it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they drive up to this old abandoned warehouse. You know, it's all dusty, dimly lit. Uh, looks like the set of every fight scene of the 90s Batman movies. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of walking up to this uh, to a warehouse filled with what can only be described as thugs. Yeah, and there's always a giant fan that still works. That's just like to reflect. Yeah, who's powering this operation? <laughs> like, you think somebody would have cut off the power bill by then? Yeah. Uh, so they come, and then uh, on the other side, this army of stings just walking up, a bunch of people with masks on, and and then we see Darby. He's skateboarding down the road, and uh, he grabs onto the back of this semi-truck to hitch a ride. And that's driven by Sting. Uh, and one nice little touch, both men, they did their face paint like half and half. So one side was Sting's face, one side was Darby's. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Some, yeah, some nice teamwork. Uh, and as I speculated when you mentioned this past week of guys coming out in their own t-shirts, I said, well, I think Sting is going to wrestle this whole match with it on. Because uh, he's trying to hide that little belly. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> but you think in three and a half months, you know, you could could uh, you know you go on a bit of a diet. Start, I, they start could, or you could just go with a little heavier. Just do the Jericho and not care. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think I guess he's self conscious. He wanted to keep that shirt on. But anyways, this match it was fun. They do have an actual ring set up there. They got a referee, um, and they even had live commentary, which they might not have needed because it was. Cinematic and and, like ta and well, and Taz was one of them, so it was mostly just Taz going, Get, <laughs> yeah. get up, like, get up, Ricky, yeah, get up, Ricky, kill, kill that Dobby, get, get Dobby. <laughs> it was mostly just that, yeah. and you know, how I, you know, I mean, fuck, uh, fuck him in the I first think I ever, 
I heard him. He even opened a soda can at one point during the match. <laughs> yeah, there was an audible. Well, so I need my Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we got some fun spots. Like there was, the ring was like right beside a brick wall. So at one point, Darby just like bounces and runs up the wall and dives off of it. I don't know. Then they split off for a bit into pairs and. Uh, you know, Sting stays with Starks. They do some wrestling in the ring. And across the warehouse, Cage picks up Darby, throws him through a door, breaks it down. And then Cage, he was just looking like the Hulk here. He, uh, at one point, he picks up Darby for a vertical suplex and walks up an entire flight of stairs while holding him up there. <laughs> Quite impressive. Yeah, like that, was pre- that, was pre- that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. He's a big boy. Yeah. He can do it. He can, pull, uh, he can pull it off. <laughs> and they would do, like, these camera transitions, like like drone shots or whatever. They just like zoom across to the other side of the warehouse and then we'd see Sting with Stark and he's got his baseball bat and Ricky's like, hey, you're nothing without the bat. So Sting's like, oh yeah? And he just chucks it up to the roof uh, and just beats him around with his bare hands. And eventually the four of them all meet up again and uh, they're upstairs. Some barrels are thrown around, fire extinguishers. Uh, and eventually these masked guys appear, but it's Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook. They're beating the guys up. They're helping them out. Uh, Hobbs and Cage pick up Darby by his arms and legs. Do the, they do the old playground heave-ho, the one, two, three, as they throw him through a pane glass window. Uh, and then eventually they, uh, they take Sting back down to the lower floor and beat him around. But then Darby appears from up above, tosses his base bat, baseball bat down from earlier. So Sting unloads on them and then picks up a shovel, hits Brian Cage in the head with a shovel, and uh, Cage just kind of rolls over the railing onto this balcony, this big platform made of wood. Uh, but as he lays there, Darby Allen jumps off the top story of this building, comes crashing down through Cage, breaking through this platform. They fall down into the abyss. We have no idea how high up they are. <laughs> but they're gone. So back in the ring, Sting, Starks, they go at it. Starks looks for a power bomb, but Sting gets out, hits a scorpion death drop, and that's it. Gets the win for him and Darby. Yeah, gets the win. Wow. Yeah, they they packed a lot of action into a, what was pretty much like a short match. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, and you, we had to get like six different high elevation coffin drops in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was climbing up. You beams, know, yeah, it was walls. it was one of those things <laughs> where I think. Yeah, I I I think I liked the Undertaker one a bit better. This yeah. this one felt a little I don't, I don't oh my god I was almost used the word far fetched but yeah Darby <laughs> Allen wouldn't have been able to climb up that many that in, in the amount of time that the match happened in and there yeah. were some of those cool yeah like you said yeah some really really cool production effects that they had going on Brian Cage was wearing a shirt that said Swolverine which I thought was also pretty cool <laughs> uh, way better than just wearing a shirt with your fucking name on it if you're gonna you know if you're gonna at least brand it out we're Swolverine he's got those mutton chops. I'd buy it. Certainly, I'd buy it. Uh, um, if you're asking, well, you can. I'm sure it's for I'm sale. I'm sure you can buy AEW Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was no boneyard match, but it was still it was decent. Yeah, it I mean, one of the... for, for another fucking sixty year old doing this shit, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my biggest question, you know, kind of going forward, yeah, like where does Sting go from here? You know, because we have spent three and a half fucking months building up to this one match. So do we spend another three and a half months building up to another match? Uh, but more importantly, uh, is just whatever the whatever the heck's going on with Team Taz. 
like I don't know because for but, uh, again you know I mean I guess it, it kind of worked in it kind of worked against both of their favors I feel where three and a half months of building the match for Sting and Darby and then they got the win three and a half months of building the match for Team Taz and they got the loss like there's one thing like losing a match when you're like hey I'm gonna win but when you say hey I'm gonna win for three and a half months and then you lose like yeah. I, that's fucked kind of right especially when it took all like, all four of you couldn't pull it off um so team taz i feel yeah, looking in a tough spot right now yeah yeah they're gonna need to rebuild a little bit yeah but, uh, uh, rebuild disband whatever the heck it is but uh <laughs> like yeah they just they spent three and a half months losing and then they lost or and then they lost ah, yeah poor guys Taz isn't yeah. helping the way that MVP is helping over on the other side, you know? No. Like if you're on not. you're 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 part of team MVP, like you're getting fucking gold. You know, you're oh, part yeah. of team Taz, you get a shitty orange belt you get a- and then a bunch <laughs> of losses. Uh so yeah, I mean not not to compare, not to compare the two. I mean, they're sure they're different managers in their own right, but uh you No, know. it's fair. Yeah. Uh but I do think we will see uh some actual wrestling match with Sting at one point. Yeah, you know this was a good warm up, a good practice. But uh, I think he's, gonna, I think he'll want to have an actual in ring match at some point in front of the live crowd. Yeah, lose some of that belly, uh, and he'll get out <laughs> there in no time. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to it. This is the main event. The main event. Yes, the one we've all been waiting for. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship match, exploding barbed wire death match, Kenny Omega defending against John Moxley. Uh, so we have three sides of the ring wrapped in barbed wire, and contact with the wire causes explosion. And there are wooden platforms on the ground as well with barbed wires, and they're rigged with explosives. And uh, after 30 minutes, all explosives in and around the ring will detonate. Uh, who knows? Catastrophe, destroying the men and the ring and all. Uh, who knows? Let's get on with the show. Please do, because uh, you know, like Triple, like like Triple H has his multiple ring attires. You know, I mean, where, you know, he'll what he wrestles in versus what he's going to kick a little ass in uh, versus you know when he's his corporate man. Kenny Omega comes down to the ring wearing uh, loose fitting jeans, uh, volleyball knee pads. And a shirt that he cut the sleeves off of. An entire new look for um, for the AEW World Champion. Yeah. I think they may even, may even saw some cowboy boots. Cowboy boots under under the ill-fitting <laughs> jeans? What? Under the jeans. Maybe. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe they're just hey, they boots. Those weren't just like jeans. Them. Those were ill-fitting jeans. They uh, Well, they they had a point, though. They protect you more from those barbs. That's those a good point. Barbs. That's a good point. If I'm falling on barbed wire, uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather have some jeans. And speaking of protection, referee Bryce Ramsburg had the whole hazmat bomb suit, yeah, which was yeah, a nice, yeah. a nice touch. They used to always do that in the old. Oh, that's fun. Japanese matches. That's fun. Uh, which, of course, I'm sure Kenny Omega did that for a reason. But, anyways, you know the match starts out a little slow. They got to build it. They're teasing. They're trying to push each other, shove each other in the wires. Lots of whoa, stopping themselves. And, <laughs> whoa, you know, whoa, submission holds. <laughs> Uh, but there is that one side that's opened up so you can kind of come in and out. So we get some other weapons brought in as well. You know, the old barbed wire bat, the garbage can, uh, Kenny Omega throws the powder into the eyes of Boxley. The powder, not the powder. Could be salt, could be baking soda. Who knows what it is, (laughs) but it doesn't feel good. 
and then he grabs Moxley, throws him into the barbed wire ropes. We get our first explosion, which I thought was just okay. Not terrible, but just okay. How about you? Your thoughts on the first explosion? Uh, my thoughts on the first explosion? I think it was what I was expecting. I don't know. I think I watched too many of the Japanese ones beforehand because they had bigger explosions. Now, I think you may have. <laughs> now, I think you also may have. <laughs> I, so it's my fault. Like because I, said, I saw that and I was like, whoo, I've never yeah. seen that before. Uh, <laughs> so for me, there, <laughs> for me, I would actually say we were one for one in terms of, uh, you know, the first explosion. I give it a pass. I'd give it a six out of ten for the first explosion. A so six it passes. out of ten is a pass. Yeah, it's a pass. It's a pass. But, and, and one thing, too, they were... The explosion was like a foot away from the ropes instead of actually right on it as well. So I don't know. I'm being nitty picky. Okay. But we'll nitty picky. <laughs> that's, that's, what, yeah, that's what you're doing. That's, that's what you're term. being. In a death match, you got to use terms like that. Nitty picky. <laughs> but like I said, I did in the in the previous weeks. I watched a lot of old Japanese exploding barbed wire death matches, and they're pretty crazy. But anyways, no, the first explosion, the crowd popped it. They liked it. So let's go on. Uh, Kenny's in control. He hits a big Kataro crusher to Moxley face first onto the garbage can. And uh, you could, for those astute viewers, you could quickly see Mox do a little, a little swipe across his forehead. A little mask of Zorro, <laughs> give himself a little. <laughs> yeah, a quick blade job. And I, it was a good one. Yeah, I'd say maybe the second best in AEW ever next to Dustin. Next to Dustin. Well, Dustin holds, yeah. I mean, one of the best blade jobs we've seen in the last five of years. All time. Of all time. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. Derek. I'll say it. <laughs> but this no this was great he had the good blood flowing just right away the whole face was painted red uh we get some barbed wire wrapped in chairs uh yeah barbed wire boards were in the corner as well that moxley gets broken through moxley Those ones weren't explosive. moxley did his cool uh barbed wire around his arm and then you know you go for it you, <laughs> yeah, you go for a choke that, just, <laughs> yeah go for the choke Classic start punching you moxley uh, and then Kenny tries to put him in a figure four, but Moxley kicks him backwards and he bounces off the rope, causes an explosion. And, it, <laughs> and as Kenny still selling it, Moxley drop kicks him back into the same ropes and we get a second explosion. So that part I thought was cool. I didn't know you could blow up the same side more than once. So. That surprised me a little bit. So oh, I didn't see okay. That see, yeah, I think I just assumed that like every time you hit it, it was going to go bang. No, well, I yeah, in the Japan ones, it was like each side was good for one boom. And maybe that's why it was so big. Everyone like got one, one boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get four booms in a match. That's a lot of booms. That's a big boom. Boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah. But anyways, the little booms, the people were happy. So we're still going back and forth. More weapons. Uh, Moxley's trying to hit the paradigm shift. Or he's got him in the hold. But then Kenny just runs, pushes them both backwards into the ropes for another explosion. But Kenny sells it that it got him right in the eyes because he was right there face first. So the referee, Bryce Ramsberg, asks for a water bottle. They're pouring it all over him, trying to get him that vision back. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say like in science class? You know, you have to wash out your eyes, take a water bottle, and just kind of gently pour it on your eyes. That'll clear out yeah. any of the uh, anything. Yeah. The soot. <laughs> soot. <laughs> uh, but then they fight out onto the apron. They're hanging on the apron right in front of those big boards. And then Moxley hits a huge paradigm shift off the ring through the barbed wire board on the floor, causing two little puffs to go off. 
<laughs> the bump was awesome. Huge this bump. Oh, my God. The, it's similar. Uh, remember the uh, the Kenny or the, or the paradigm shift to Kenny through the fucking, it was like a glass coffee table. I think oh, that, that was that. Yeah, the first, like that and this one. God, he knows how. Kenny Omega knows yeah. how to land on his head. He just jumped on his head we've through barbed said, wire. We've said it before. He knows how to jump <laughs> on his head. I uh, learned, learned uh, that from Kota Ibushi, of course. Now, this explosion was a little bit last there, no? This one was kind of just a little. It went no. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was two puffs, but like it was nowhere near the guy. I don't know. Well, I think, or I wonder if it was one of those things. Like, well, like, they, like obviously, if they don't land, like they, he didn't land exactly on the explosion, so the explosion happened beside him. I just wanted more smoke and sparks. You wanted more. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the bump was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Huge bump. Uh, I feel like. Just a whole barbed wire match. This match would have been great. But uh, anyways, this whole bump, this gave Kenny Omega the time for his little blade job. So he comes up. He's bleeding from the forehead. So both men back in the ring. They're beaten. They're bloody. Uh, and then we start to hear the ominous ticking of the clock. As commentary warns us. Uh, Ten minutes, roughly, until the bomb goes off. And they're making a big deal out of it. Something bad is going to happen. So... Uh, knowing this, the match speeds up a bit. They start both men trying to go for pinfalls, trying to get this match finished. Uh, Kenny hits a couple V triggers in the corner, and then he hits the one winged angel, and he covers Moxley for the pin. But they're right beside the ropes, and in a very clever spot, Moxley puts his leg on the rope at the two count, causing an explosion, breaking the pin, but not technically a kickout. So Damn, still protects it. That was pretty but, cool. That was pretty. Yeah, cool. I like that. That was a clever spot. Um. Uh, so Moxley, or Kenny, just got blinded like ten times in this match. Every explosion <laughs> hit him in the face. Uh, so he's blinded. Moxley takes advantage. Uh, but then the Good Brothers come out. They start interfering. So Moxley's got to try to fend him off. But then they bring out this barbed wire bat, and Kenny nails Moxley in the head, and the bat explodes. <laughs> that explode. That was probably my favorite explosion of the match. Because that one actually surprised me, and it was more. Contained. I didn't see exploding bat on the uh, <laughs> on, on the uh, on, on the on the play card. Yeah, so that one was cool. Uh, Moxley though somehow kicks out of that, so the Good Brothers take a chair, they set it up in the seated position, and then Omega hits a running one winged angel, crushing Moxley through the chair, and that earns him the three count. So Omega retains his title with a lot of help. Retains his title with a lot of help seems to be the story of him retaining the title. Mm-hmm. But that's not the end. As uh, he's celebrating, Don Callis was on commentary the whole time, and he's he's getting worried. So he rushes down to get Kenny out of there because the timer's still counting down. It's almost up. Uh, but before they leave, they want to make sure Moxley can't. So they beat him down some more. They grab handcuffs and cuff him. So he's trapped in the danger zone. And then we get to the final minute. Sirens are going off. Big warnings. There's danger. Don Callis says, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting to safety. Commentary's yelling, somebody get Moxley out of here. Take cover. <laughs> they are hyping this thing up <laughs> like a bomb's going to go off. So Eddie Kingston comes running out. There's 20 seconds left. The crowd is like, oh, my God. This is emotional. This is his best friend. Moxley's too beat up to even stand. Eddie's trying to save him. Save his life, but he can't get him. Can't get him to wake up, and the clock's running out. So he does all he can. He just lays over his friend to try and cover him up. The timer reaches zero. 
Commentary yells, take cover! <laughs> and then we just get some No, no, not at first there was the sparklers. And then a couple pops. And then some sad plumes of smoke. And then a few there was about two or three seconds of just shocked silence. And then some booze started to rain down. Some heavy booze. This was this was one of the, this was bad. And we fade and, bad we, and we faded to black. <laughs> well, no, we didn't, because poor Eddie has to lay there and sell it like he's dead. As medical personnel come out to help him, and the crowd is not liking this at all. The last few minutes of the show are just Eddie and Moxley being checked out as they go off air. And this was supposed to be Moxley's big write-off to kill him off TV so he could go home and have a baby with Renee. Was this supposed to be the write-off? This explosion was supposed to be big enough to kill him. I, oh, oh but, wow. And it was not good. It wasn't until about uh, 10 minutes left in the match where I, I, I guess I didn't pick up that the whole thing was going to explode. Yeah, I guess I missed it. Die. So it wasn't until like 10 minutes they were like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay, that sounds that sounds like fun. There was a lot of time though between the end of the match and uh, kind of that last spot though. Yeah, it felt yeah, like it well, at least. I'm like Jesus Christ, they're still beating down on the guy. Like, get it done, get it done. I mean, overall, the guys, you know, I don't blame the wrestlers. They did their part. They, it's not their fault that the explosion wasn't that good. But uh, honestly, I think if they had just made it from the very beginning, just a barbed wire death match, just barbed wire, barbed wire, no explosions, then I wouldn't have been disappointed at all. But yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, is it is it on is it on them for uh, not meeting your expectations, or is it on us for having our expectations be too wild? I, I, you I know, think it's both. It's probably. It's I mean, probably they're the ones that hyped it up, so they got me excited. They had to deliver. It's probably a bit of both, you know. Um, Mike, like you said, you've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of these barbed wire death matches over the last week, and I, I chose to remain, uh, you know, to not to not check them out, right? So I was actually <laughs> stoked with a lot of the explosions, mainly because like. I knew I'm like these guys are 37 years old. They're not actually going to like. There's not going to be a chance their hair catches on fire like Michael Jackson in a Pepsi commercial. I'm like, well, that's why they douse with water before. <laughs> but use baby. But you got to use baby oil <laughs> to make yourself slick. Uh, yeah, I don't think I was expecting what everyone else was expecting. I think I, don't know, I was Moxley. When I saw her, Moxley was being interviewed, he's like, I told Tony, if we're going to do this, you got to let me go all the way with it. No half-ass shit. And I think they did half-ass. Yeah, I really I really don't know. I mean, yeah, I wasn't, ex <laughs> I mean, it sounds like people were expecting open flames. Not open flames. Like, you did, you saw that one clip that I sent you at just, like, the one big moment. Yeah, that one big that moment. Yeah, you think, you think that would have, like, you know, you sent me a little clip of... It didn't even have to be that big, but even half of that would have been good. As the final explosion. Because that looked like a bomb. Like, there was dust everywhere. There was soot. Yeah, <laughs> I, like thought, I, thought, I thought they would at least, like, you know, destroy the ring. You know, one of those, you know, like, when Braun Even Strowman just more smoke. Even if it was just, like... Something. Yeah, yeah, that too. Collapse the ring. And if they, even if it was just, like, a big puff of smoke that like so you couldn't see inside the ring so it just made it look like i don't know like yeah if it I ended thought, if the show ended before the ring exploded that would have been <laughs> fine because the match would have been over and you would have been like oh, okay. um 
Yes. Either way, um, yeah, I am a bit more critical of it because my expectations were very high. Yeah. Uh, like so either way, I still give the match a passing grade, but a terrible ending to the show that kind of will forever put a dampen on that pay-per-view that people will always remember that bad explosion at the end. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, they will. But, uh, you know, hey, AEW doesn't have many, uh, many missed marks. No, and uh, and usually they try to correct it when they do something wrong. Certainly, but. say you know it's a risk to go off with. <coughs> I wonder what uh, I wonder what was going on going on over there at head office. But uh, yeah, I think. But all that said, uh, I still think I would say their uh, their first match, the lights out match, I would say would be the the better of the two for me. Yeah, because I mean the two matches, yeah, it did feel very similar. This one was a little more bloody, but then that one had that uh, that barbed wire trampoline. So <laughs> yeah, the trampoline. Remember the barbed glass, the barbed wire trampoline. Uh, what was that? It was yeah. full gear, I think it was two full gears ago. Yeah, I forget exactly when. But. Whenever that was, damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, I mean, I like, I really liked this pay per view. I see what everyone's freaking out about about the ending, but yeah, I don't think my expectations were as high as. Everybody uh, else for me. It wasn't just the explosion. It was a couple things like it was still okay And like I said the mm -hmm. pizza thing, but like the ladder match wasn't as good as I wanted the Christian cage surprise Wasn't as big as they hyped the main event uh, But I loved the tag match. I liked the women's match a lot I liked you know, there's still the blood was great. They worked hard the main event, but overall it was way uh, I don't know it's one of the lower on the on the pay-per-view rating scale of all AEW's pay-per-views, is near the bottom for me. I mean, you can't crush them all, right? Yeah. I mean, they've only had like 10, so. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point, you know. <laughs> that is a good point. I'm sure we could find uh, pay-per-views from all over the planet that are all worse than uh, AEW's 10 pay-per-views. But, uh, but that yes. was the show. That was Revolution 2021. Yeah. I'm not trying to be too hard. You know, like you said, I'm usually the eternal optimist are you? on this show. I don't know. Don't you say that? <laughs> I think I've said that before. Yeah, you're right. You've said it. Uh, no. Anyways, the like uh, the performers, they worked hard. It was it was fun. Either way, it was very memorable. It was the talk of the town for the wrestling week. So. <laughs> yeah, and I'll uh, certainly have to address a lot of these things on uh, on Dynamite coming up, which I'm sure they probably will. Yeah, if Eddie Kingston didn't sell it, if nobody sold it, that would have been sweet. Fucking, if they called like, an audible like, and had... Yeah, like Kingston's hanging on Moxley, bomb goes off, and they all sit up like, what the fuck yeah, was that? They look boom, up, and then sold, boom. Kenny and Don come out laughing. Or, ah. Yeah, whole thing. And then it's like, that's perfect. You know, like, you made them scared it was going to explode. That is where you want to be. But it's, it was kind of like they put their foot in the water on both sides of what they wanted to do. Who yeah. the heck knows? No, they got, so that's just what compounded everything, yeah. The fact that Kenny had... Or, uh, Eddie, you know, his head was down. He didn't even know really probably what how bad it was until afterwards. Yeah, and you know, I mean, he went out there just doing what he was told. So, uh, yeah. God, too bad. Too bad. But that was that. That was that, baby. That was that. And that was our wrestling pay-per-view. God, that took a little long. That took a little longer than we thought it would now. Yeah. We can abbreviate SmackDown Robert to make up. Yeah, we'll 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 <laughs> play a little abbreviation game over the first half of the week because God, I mean, I guess we're building towards Fast Lane and a lot of exciting things because of course we are on the road to WrestleMania. Before we get into that, uh, I think it's time for a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. 
It's the Tweet of the Week. Last last week, uh, of course, eight-time Tweet of the Week champion Randy Orton was getting into it with Soulja Boy. uh, A rap battle. (laughs) Zero-time Tweet of the Week champion Soulja Boy. Uh, Wale, though, he is the one-time Tweet of the Week champion, kind of representing the hip-hop community there. Um, But that's neither here nor there because um, they were going back and forth about it, about things about uh, wrestling being fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throughout the week, actually, a bunch of other kind of like WWE affiliated accounts and some other professional wrestlers got into it um, by just kind of showing photos of, you know, what, what people's skin after a, a ladder match or after, you know, a chair match, you know, where um, so the W uh, the UK WWE account tweets out a photo of Drew and Sheamus after this past Monday's brutal account where, you know, they've got scratches all over their body and uh not Dakota Kai but the other one Tegan Knox mm-hmm. kind of jumped in there talking about her injuries herself a couple people got in there and um uh which was a lot of fun but i think in a tweet of the week first cuz like we said before anybody can win the tweet of the week champion but this yes. is the first time that uh, just some random motherfucker comes out <laughs> <laughs> runs down to the ring like Titus O'Neil, but he doesn't trip. No, he jumps in there. He just takes everyone out because this week's two of the week champion is Dust Busta Two Fifty Five. <laughs> his photo is um, yeah, his photo is the Miz with his uh, snarling, snarling grin after winning his uh, second WWE championship after t- cashing his money in the bank briefcase. You can picture what that smile looks like. Um, oh yeah. Where he responds to the entire affair, Soldier Boy Randy Orton, uh, just by saying, Bro, the child bride of a demonic clown you murdered on national television is causing you to vomit oil once per week. <laughs> uh, so succinctly, too, he, he just straight to the point, you're right, fucking Randy. And he's clearly a fan. He knows the storyline. He knows what's going on, baby. <laughs> he's there with Bliss. He's there with the Fiend. Yeah. He knows what's he happening. Knows. Dust Buster knows what's happening. And I think this is where the confusion, the constant wrestling is fake confusion argument is, I, I think it's so perfectly depicted between Randy Orton, Soldier Boy, and Dust Busta 255, you know, because see what Randy Orton's saying is, no, I actually get hurt. I, it's not a play fight. But what mm-hmm. but what Soldier Boy is saying is, no, it's all fake. Like you guys write it and make it up. And what Dust Busta 255 is saying, he's like, yeah, we, we do write it up. But the <laughs> the fighting is real. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's nobody can ever see the other person's side on that because it's like it's like it's fake. There's no middle ground. Yeah, there's never middle ground. It's like it's fake. No, it's not. It's fake. No, it's not. It's like well, it's they're both, <laughs> both yeah. of these things. That's why we call it kayfabe. And uh, and <laughs> I, I do like somebody else, you know, kind of not not from the professional wrestling community actually hopping in there, um, and stealing this championship away. Kind of like a uh, you know, I mean, his photo is the Miz cashing in his Money in the Bank contract and Drew McIntyre and just like Miz snuck in there for the win dust bust to 255 <laughs> you snuck in there this week baby you're a one-time two-league champion well 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 mr Dustbuster. well earned if uh if hopefully I he's think. talking about the, the appliance and not uh he's not huffing anything <laughs> i never i never thought of that i never thought of that and 255 <laughs> could be area code we're coming for you wherever the wherever the heck you are but uh but there you go there's there's our twitter action this week there we go. 
All right. Yeah, let's let's do an abbreviated main roster thing to kind of give us, you know, there's always things that happen that aren't important. Baron Corbin fights, stuff like that. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait, they used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Dominic Mysterio fights. Uh, what yeah. else? I'm he actually sure had a good Nia little Jax match. is going to be on television this week. Yeah. Well, uh, one guy we've been asking about. So Seth Rollins is getting interviewed backstage when Murphy walks up. He's finally back. No sign of Aaliyah anyway. And uh, he just wants to join Seth Rollins again, just like that. <laughs> like, hey, bud, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think Aaliyah's name ever even came up throughout this episode. And we did no. see Dominic and Ray. Um, yeah, Dom had a good match against Chad Gable. Yeah, Chad Gable, fun. yeah, Mr. Heel Boy Otis and Chad Gable. Poor Tucker, RIP, main event. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then I guess another one of the big matches, Bianca Belair took on Shayna Baszler. Uh, and of course, we had to get our weekly Reginald. He's on every show now. He's just fucking everything up, eh? So weird. It's Reggie. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, uh, like I mean, we did say last week he's a new James Ellsworth. Yeah, uh, Carmella also officially dumped him earlier in the show. So, uh, but anyways, Bianca hits the KOD on Shayna Baszler to get a big win. So that was good for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, after yeah, this I mean everything around here is so weird. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, yeah. Why are Why are Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax taking on the two women who should be feuding for Mania? Shouldn't they like? You think Shayna and Nia would be in that Naomi uh, Naomi Lana world or World with the Riot Squad? Or I think Tamina and Natalia had a couple matches together. Um, yeah. I know this. Yeah, this kind of waste the next couple of weeks, or maybe they want to do that so that. I but really, I mean, it's like, build. fuck, Mike, I feel like we sound like a broken record because every single it's like I feel like for the past year, year and a half, dare I even say two years that this women's tag team championship pretty much exclusively follows women who already have the other championship, whether it's Asuka holding both, whether it's Bailey holding both, whether it's Sasha holding both. Whether it's Alexa, Bl whether it's like Nikki Cross holding one while in a match for the other, um, it sort of seems like these tag championships can't actually find another tag team to championship. Well, they just won't let them for whatever it's reason. So weird, know. yeah. So much <laughs> they came to, they came and they were everyone's like, yeah, they get get a chamber match for it. Why don't you? Like it was, uh, but then yeah, it's just I'm trying to think. Yeah, the last time, it just feels. I so mean, weird. they have. Yeah, good runs here and there, the Kabuki Warriors and the Bliss Cross, but then they just do nothing for too long. Or well, I was gonna say, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's so much of them, yeah, being in good hands. It's that they're only in the hands of, or like, yeah, they're constantly going against either the woman who has the Raw Women's Championship or the woman who has the SmackDown Women's Championship. They're never just like <laughs> against another tag team that doesn't have another championship. Yeah, it feels weird. Well. Uh, we got Murphy though in a match. He's back, like we said, and he took on Cesaro. Uh, but Murphy's come back to do a whole lot. Cesaro just pretty much squashes him, hits the big swing, sharpshooter, gets the win. 
Well, yeah, Cesaro's getting pushed. Of course he's going to get the fucking win. Well, I'm happy for Cesaro, but Murphy. Poor Murphy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. On, on like, a, you brought him back. Well, uh, I don't know. So You weird. brought him back, and now he's took three steps back. Who's, he lost his girlfriend. He's Who's booking this show? <laughs> and where the hell's Aleister Black? God damn it. God damn it. Um, anyways, uh, backstage, Reginald, he tries to get in with Sasha, but then Naya kind of adopts him. So now Reggie's part of their crew. Naya thinks he's cute. Because sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Apollo Cruz. I guess we find out more about his new character. He's got like a military guys with him and his spear. He's all Nigerian heritage now. Mm-hmm. He had a couple, uh, a couple, yeah, a couple backups. Yeah, a couple guys, yeah. kind of bodyguards or whatever. They'll probably shoot you. Yeah, probably. He's got an accent too. This is I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, they kind of they kind of did a Kofi Kingston on him, where now he has an accent. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, the main event is Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso in a steel cage. And if Bryan wins, he faces Reigns for the title at Fastlane. This is the second time we've so. seen a steel cage match on SmackDown in the last few months. We had one on like that Christmas Day Boxing Day episode. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we've been keeping the steel cage away from Monday Night Raw as of late. Uh, no real stip matches ever happening on that card, I feel. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it was a fun match. Mm-hmm. You know, we get their standard cage, you know, throwing each other into the wall, some slams off the sides. Uh, yeah, Uso hits a super kick followed by the Uso splash for a big two count. Uh, then eventually Brian hits a big butterfly suplex off the top rope, transitions it right into the yes lock. Uso grabs the rope, but there's no rope break, no DQ. So he's got to tap out. What she does. So Brian wins the match and gets a title shot at Fastlane. Title shot at Fastlane. Great outcome of that match, too. I think Daniel Bryan has yeah, been, be been a while since Daniel Bryan's had a championship opportunity. So uh, we might as well just fucking give it to him now. Because, as we know, Edge is taking on Roman Reigns this uh, this WrestleMania. Or is he? Or is he? Could be Edge I mean, Bryan. I, mean, I, I guess it could be Daniel Bryan. We do not I mean, know it probably that. won't, but... <laughs> But there we go. That was a little quick smackdown. So let's do the same to Raw. Let's get Raw. Let's get Raw. Yeah, Lashley. They kind of Lashley's kind of got a new grander entrance now. He's all almighty, lightning bolts, pyro. Yeah, yeah I think he got some pyro this week. Which I mean, of course, you're the WWE champion. You should have a little bit of pyro. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't know if it was just me or if it was just uh, I felt like there was more pyro this week than regular if it was WWE trying to rub it into AEW or if it was just me noticing <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know I don't know I haven't uh, I, nah, I, I can't think about it but doesn't matter the reason Lashley's here is because we've got a WWE title match a rematch Miz is getting a shot I uh, survives for a little while but Bobby dominates him hits the spine buster and the hurt lock to get the win and just get Miz off his back, move on to WrestleMania. Yeah, let's fucking move on to WrestleMania because, yeah, uh, we need a lot of beef. We need enough beef to uh, keep up with Bobby's beef, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got another good match, no DQ, uh, Sheamus versus Drew, the one you referenced earlier with all those, the aftermath with the bloody backs and the 
whatever it was. Oh, the scratches, the scrapes. It the looked scratches. like, uh, you know, he's got a bunch of little kitty cats. Let him go. Let him go wild <laughs> on you. Yeah. Well, these cats got claws, baby, because they were yeah, kendo sticks, steel steps, chairs. They were just hitting each other with everything. Uh, eventually, Drew hits a claymore, but Seamus falls outside the ring, so he can't pin him. And then when he goes to get him, Seamus hits a brogue kick. So they're both down. And they both decide to each grab a pair of the steel steps. Uh, and they've got them above their heads. And they just run at each other head first, bonking off each other, slamming those steel steps. Their heads collide. That's got to hurt. So they're both down. The referee checks on Seamus. And he's not responding. So he just makes a judgment call. Ends the match. Man, these guys are just fucking tearing down the house. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Two raw after- matches in a row. Especially after my long eulogy uh, towards the loss of Drew McIntyre <laughs> recently, uh, like it's instead of him. I mean, I think he was off, actually off television the the Monday after he lost the championship, but now he's mm-hmm. back and putting on the best matches um, on the show. On the show, yeah, it's it's yeah. great to see him like continue to be in the spotlight. Uh, maybe I guess is the f- the final encounter at Fast Lane. Maybe some kind of uh, false count anywhere. Yeah, this smells like it uh, needs one more blow-off match. Yeah, yeah, especially with the un- kind of uncertainty or the referee stoppage, rather, from the last, uh, from this yeah. match right here. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, like you said, falls coming anywhere, last man standing, mm-hmm. one of those type of deals. I like that. Uh, and, yeah, they've delivered two two good matches so far, so I'm, I'm down with one more. Bangers! Uh... Yeah, there was a there uh, probably the worst part of the night was this Shane McMahon Braun Strowman stuff. Oh, it, it was so bad, and they did it twice. <laughs> there was a part yeah. two later yeah, on in the night. That's why I tried to so <laughs> cut out the weird. first one. Yeah, he was, just came out. I was like, I got something to tell you about. Maybe well, later. I'll just do it all at once. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so he comes back out later, and Shane and Braun's there, and Braun's just like, "You got something to say? Say it." And his Braun voice. You do a pretty uh, good Braun Strowman impression. I do gotta say. <laughs> I don't know how he does it all the time, though. My voice, my throat would get sore. You think your th- hey, you think your throat yeah. would get sore? <laughs> maybe it does. I, w- but I wonder what he sounds like in uh, real life. You know, I'm sure backstage he's maybe drinking some chamomile tea. He's got a a <laughs> scarf around his neck, uh, keeping those vocal cords well, nice and loose. <clears throat> this whole thing was just kind of weird, though, because Shane at first he's like pretending his microphone's not working, and then he leaves the ring and acting like he can't remember what he's supposed to say or I don't know the whole thing came off weird I I was like either Shane forgot his lines or he's stalling for time I have no clue what you're doing Uh, either way yeah I think it was all it didn't come across very well but I think it was all just to piss off Braun and be like why are you wasting my time it was like a 12 year old wrote it Jesus (laughs) yeah but uh, anyway Shane just starts dropping these subtle insults like oh stupid Braun stupid stupid and then Braun chases him off backstage, and uh, he sees a car speed off, so he thinks Shane's got away. But then Shane just walks up, and he's like, ha, stupid, and walks away. And see, sometimes there's uh, you know some promos uh, that create hype for a match, of course. Um, we can remember some incredible non-physical confrontations between people that have led to incredible matches. Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes a promo... Uh, I guess dread would be the opposite of hype. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like somehow this created a lot for me, a lot of dread for what will probably be a marquee mania match. <laughs> it's like, I just yeah. know what's going to happen. Uh, and like, it's not going to get any better. 
And uh, it's gonna, it was just yeah. a big woof from me. And Shane was like, he was like out of breath when he was talking. He didn't even do it. Out of breath more than he normally looks <laughs> sweating like. Sweating and out of breath. looks like he is. He didn't do anything. He doesn't, I don't know. So yeah, bizarre. But uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, we're getting this at Mania. Who knows which, I mean, I guess we yeah. have two nights to kind of spread it across. Two nights. I mean, Shane, he always, he always does work hard. He'll do some big stunt. Yeah, and I guess, you know, this is, uh, this will be the first show in front of a live crowd since last, uh, since this time last year, right? So, uh, you know, we're, we'll yeah. get Shane falling off of something tall and yeah. get a lot Maybe. of, get a big crowd <laughs> response. Yeah. Maybe Braun can flip a truck or something. Sure. How about Braun flips a truck off it's been of a while since we off flipped the truck. A, like a thirty foot height and then Shane falls <laughs> on top of it? I don't know. We can we can write it. it. We have time to write it. Yeah, but uh let's move on from that. Because uh, we did get a women's tag title match that we were promised uh, many weeks ago. Yeah, but I was keeping track. <laughs> okay. I was making sure this Thank match God happened. one of us was keeping track. Because uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler defend against Lana and Naomi. I mean, Lana was supposed to get this title shot back in December with Asuka mm-hmm. and probably win the titles. But uh, anyways, during this match, that damn Reginald appears. And uh, Nia's like, yeah, my new friend, remember? So anyways, Boom. Lana and Naomi, they were doing okay. Reggie causes interference. So that's the end of it as Nia hits Lana with the one-armed powerbomb to get the win. Boo. Also, the one-arm powerbomb is totally Raquel Gonzalez's move. Already, yeah, why did she already and, called it? Wait, she, and what, you didn't even start you, doing it. You have one. Until, like, you have one match of... against the woman, and you start stealing all of her fucking moves. Uh, I know, what a bitch. Well, yeah, I mean, I like how her two favorite moves are the leg drop and the one-arm powerbomb. You know, maybe she could <laughs> uh, maybe try a destroyer or something that's actually going to entertain us. Yeah, right. Maybe an ecl- maybe would... an eclipse. Uh, that's a good looking move when you can hit it right. Yeah, fucking this is <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just stealing the thunder from from this women's division. Uh, we yeah. need to like move. We need to like, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck this guy. Oh, fuck this whole tag division, <laughs> man. This is so rough. Well, uh, I guess the the main event was AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Um, yeah, they were just kind of having a back and forth when eventually. What Alexa pops up on the screen, mm-hmm. and then uh, Orton starts coughing up the black shit again. Yeah, she like Soldier Boy mentioned. Well, yeah, well she lights a match, and then the ring oh, yeah. posts all uh, all kind oh, of. Oh yeah, the big uh, the cane entrance pile. Yeah, it kind of gets a bit of that like, cane boom. thing, and 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 AJ's just there, just watching it all kind of happen. Randy Orton vomits up his black oil. Okay, <laughs> his goo again. It's very real, by the way. I heard that as it's soon as Randy Orton got back to Gorilla, he was like, "Guys, take me to the hospital." I just for the second time bl- bl- threw up black bile. Yeah. Uh, Vince, take me to a local medical facility because I am vomiting black stuff. Well, AJ doesn't care. He hits him with the forearm. Phenomenal, Phenomenal forearm, forearm and gets, gets the, the win. win. Yeah. Sure. Gets a little bit of goo on his elbow. Like, oh, fuck. What the hell, man? <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird. Um, I mean, I guess. So, Orton, Wyatt. The Mania yeah. rematch. However, it feels like it's turning into the, the first one. That a lot of people didn't get behind, and maybe now that we're maybe more a little more used to cinematic type things, uh, we would be more you know suitable to to enjoying it. Maybe that's part of what killed that. Uh, what was it called? Uh, House of Horrors match. 
Yeah. Maybe we're it. a little more uh, we're, we're more aware of it now after we've seen it been done a few times. Uh, I think it was them getting better at it because it wasn't. And I, good, but I do feel was. like we're going right back to maggot projections <laughs> on the well, ring. I think it'll be. I'm hoping it'll be just like the Cena one from last year. More of that. That would be so kind cool. Of like a greatest yeah, hits. we liked that. Uh, that would require like a different side, or like a side of Randy Orton we've also never seen before. Kind of like actor. Over the top. I mean, John he was Cena. in one of the Marine movies. He, he, he's he may have been in a couple of the Marine movies, actually. <laughs> yeah, before the Miz took over. <laughs> After Cena, before the Miz, you know, maybe the Miz yeah. <laughs> uh, will be the next. Uh, well, you know, because that's a consistent character along with. Remember when the Fiend was just taking out legends? And now he's yeah. taking out, you know, the present day motherfuckers while making them the legend revisit killer. their, uh, their, you know, their old habits. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is our mania match. I'm excited for it. I'm just I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Yeah, and and what the fiend is going to look like. We still don't know. Yeah, maybe he, you know, and maybe he trimmed down a couple pounds too. You know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm still waiting for super fiend there in the rotunda. Family. Super fiend with burned, charred skin. Super fiend yeah, is coming at you. It's all you. real though. I'll tell you that much, Mike. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Come back with the second half of the show because we've got a relatively big old fucking Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday night war ahead of us. So you're gonna want to tune in. Back here with part two of the podcast. Here, um, Mike. You know the uh, the weather has turned. Uh, we are sitting on a beautiful, maybe even a dozen or so degrees. Yeah, uh, it's been like a twenty degree turnaround. The and last and week we'll or two. let the listeners at home whether they think that's Celsius or Fahrenheit. Well, yeah, Americans and their fucking other things. They have their own things. They are <laughs> they have a whole system going on down there, just like we have a little system going on up here. Mike, let us move over to the Wednesday Night War uh, because let's come off, um, actually let's go because we are coming hot off of a pay-per-view which will be forever controversial. Mm-hmm. For, it's the test of time. There will not be uh, a single pay-per-view which is discussed more. Could you, could you, could you <laughs> say that? Could you say that? Uh, I don't know if I can say that. Okay, well, you, I, you you might say it one day. Of all time, I know. Well, yeah, it's uh, we'll have to wait for we'll its wait. controversy. Uh, you no, know, I, I, I understand. We'll, we'll we'll see what Meltzer has to say. Uh, let's so let's <laughs> talk about some AEW dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Um, Dine Might. We were actually told uh, during the Revolution broadcast a couple matches that we were going to be getting this week. A couple things. Of course, Kristen Cage is going to talk to us for the first time. We have, uh, um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? This Inner Circle War Council, mm-hmm. which was uh, sort of after the match of that tag match that the Inner Circle had. Chris Jericho went on the mic. He's like, hey, guys, we got to talk about this. we got to figure out what the fuck's going on. So we will be getting... Um, a classic Jericho segment. Yeah, and MJF, they tease as well. It's like, yeah, maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it is time for a change. <laughs> but we are going to kick off with one of the matches that we uh, were told we we're going to get. We're getting Matt Jackson taking on Ray Phoenix. Of course, Ray Phoenix and Pac earning themselves the opportunity for those championships. Uh, and that match is just going to be a banger down the road, whenever the fuck that is. Uh, so to hold us off for a little bit, we have Matt Jackson uh, taking on Ray Phoenix. 
Yeah, definitely a nice preview here. You know, mm -hmm. both these guys, they can go. So just fun match, lots of high flying. Uh, Matt hit a big destroyer to the floor on Phoenix and just spiked him. Two destroyers in a row. <laughs> he does this on thing. On the floor. He does this thing when he does, like, this is like only Ray Phoenix does this. Uh, oh, MJF did it once too on the weekend, which was badass. It's like when you take the destroyer, you land back on your feet, but then your body's like so <laughs> hunched over. Uh, it's such a cool, uh, yeah, it's a great look. And fucking, yeah. it's and Ray the Phoenix. Spike too, the way he just like stands on his head for a second when he takes it. Just so Ray off. Phoenix might be the best wrestler on AEW's roster, correct? Like I can't, and you I mean, say. I, I mean I, him I, and Pac, they're both. That's I'm, a deadly combination. I'm sure I've spoken in hyperbole before, but I'm sure if we were to kind of break down any of the factors, and of course, I guess Ray Phoenix doesn't promo, that would be his only holdback. But uh, this guy is the fucking bomb, right? Yeah. So he seemingly can do anything in the ring. He, I don't, there seems to be nothing that he can't <laughs> do. Therefore, <Yeah. laughs> he can do it all. Yeah, so this was just an awesome match. We get a bunch of flips, super kicks. Uh, eventually, Phoenix hoists Matt up and hits a beautiful Phoenix driver. I think he calls it. He gets the win. And then uh, it's just an awesome TV match. Yeah. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, awesome TV match. Hot way to kick off the show. Uh, yeah, and the you know the Jackson brothers and, uh, and Ray Phoenix, you know, they've been, they've been down this road before. Yeah, and uh, whenever that tag title matches, they announced at some point during the show they're going to have a St. Patty's Day special. Yeah, they called it uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam, I think. Slam. Yeah, which is it. in, uh, well, I guess, next week. Next week is St. Patrick's next Day. Next week already. Well, damn. I don't know if that match is going to be then. We'll see. But that tag title match will happen eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, but during this, before the show, they're like, the commentary was saying, well, folks, we're going to, don't worry, we're going to address what happened on Sunday at the end of Revolution. We're going to, Mox and Eddie, they want to talk about it. So They want to talk about it. We want to talk about it. We cut to them. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's at one of their households. Uh, it's just Moxley and Kingston just sitting on a couch, getting wasted on whiskey. Moxley looks like he's passed out at this <laughs> point in the background. Uh, There's this cool coffee table that had like a fire pit built in. No, I think it was like a fire pit. Yeah, but it was like, like a coffee table too, though. <laughs> it was one of those like rich people crystal fires, you know? Oh, see? Oh, okay. See, I, I was picturing it was. it was more like a barbecue surface. <laughs> Maybe. You know, like it's a grill around the side. You can heat a can of beans up top. It looked like they were indoors, though. I don't know. Is that good to cook indoors? <laughs> Open Ventilation. flames indoors? Who knows? Yeah. It's it's Las Vegas. People are doing whatever they want. I didn't over see there, any vent above it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't matter. They're here to talk about what happened on Sunday at the end of Revolution. Eddie says, you know, it's, uh, it's a little embarrassing, but I'm me. When I went in that ring covering my friend, thinking there was going to be a big explosion, I had a flashback. To the last time I had this anxiety, the last time I had this kind of panic where I couldn't breathe. And that's when I was sitting in a jail cell getting ready for court with the guards walking back and forth telling me, you know, we're going to take you down to Rikers, boy, or whatever slang they were throwing at him. And then everything just went black. And that's what happened here again in the ring. And so he says, go ahead, make fun of it. Call me less of a man. Call me a coward. But uh, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to those who understand where I'm coming from. And then he says, Kenny, you think you're funny? You think you're the Joker? But then Moxley finally sits up and says, no, I don't think he was joking. I think he really did want to blow me up. But uh, and he's like, nah, no way. Moxley's like, I don't know. 
maybe uh, Impact paid for that bomb. So they get a little joke out of it. But uh, anyways, what the hell was that? I had an exploding barbed wire. Or he says, I had an exploding barbed wire death match live on pay-per-view. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt, which he's wearing. <laughs> but he didn't win the title. You were the better man that night. But I did get my drinking buddy back. So uh, Eddie's like, ah, you know, sorry, dog. The world title just did crazy things to me. <laughs> so they're friends again. And uh, they just close it off by saying, Kenny, good brothers. If you're going to flash a weapon, you better use it. Uh, so, I mean, they did their best to try to explain it away. So. And again, I feel like because my expectations weren't that high regarding the explosion in the first place. Like, I loved this whole promo. I loved <laughs> this whole promo. Eddie, I mean, Eddie's always going to cut a good promo. Oh, my God. And then him walking in and the one time, uh, yeah, right around that joke. You're, uh, Kenny, you're the Joker. Moxley's Batman. And Moxley turns to him like, I like that. Uh, you know, they have a great. <laughs> yeah, little, that was funny. They have a great little oh, back like and that. forth <laughs> with each other. Um, Eddie Kingston was on Renee Paquette's show. Or Renee Young, whatever we're calling her these days. Yeah, whatever she wants. Uh, Renee Moxley. Miss Moxley. Well, she was on Miss Moxley's show. He was on Miss Moxley's show a little bit ago. Before the pay per view? Yeah, a couple months ago. Okay. Where um, he was talking about one of his WWE tryouts. Where in the ring, they're like, great. And then, like, do pro. It was like a promo tryout almost. I think, like, I picture, like, Matt Bloom, Hunter, everyone's kind of like standing around. Bruce Pritchard's probably there. And then you're given a promo. And it was just about anything. And after his promo, it was like the entire management staff were like, you can't say that in a WWE promo. And Eddie King's like, what do you mean? Like, I was talking from the heart. He was like, yeah, but you were talking about. Like people being murdered in your neighborhood, <laughs> and you were talking about going to prison. And he's like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> that's talking from the fucking heart." And uh, in the story, he, he, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, of course, where his life is now. The story was very funny for him. It's very funny to listen to. Also, I just picture Bruce Pritchard back there. Like, you can't, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say gun. <laughs> and it's um, yeah. And Eddie Kingston's every single one of his promos comes off so fucking genuine. Um, he's ta he's talking from the heart whenever he's speaking. Uh, and for me, I think this, you know, this little bit, let's move on. Let's move past this whole explosion, non-explosion. Uh, yeah. let's move on. This did it for me. This did it. No, I mean, after this week, all it will be is we'll just look back and joke about it. But, uh, you know, they explained it. They did their part. At the end of the day, this goal was the same to get Eddie Kingston to turn baby face, uh, get back with his buddy. So. They accomplished that. Kingston's a baby face. Moxie can still take his break, do whatever they need to do. Now, uh, was what, did we get a baby face tease last week and I missed it? No, I think him saving Moxie was just the big turn. The big because moment. it was just last week. Wasn't he with Butcher and Blade still? Yeah, now they're... Who are they? Didn't they join someone else? So then I think it might have been actually been like right around here. Or something like that, but yeah. Anyways, it was a uh, it was a conversation between Matt Hardy and Private Party. Matt Hardy doing his oh, thing of like, you know, you're part of the Matt Hardy brand. Blah blah. I do this for you. I did that for you. Yeah, we yeah. didn't come up across, but like, I've made some moves, some business decisions, which have yeah. led to you know us taking out uh, not only AW, taking out the Dark Order. They're peeving with them a little bit right now, and then of course we see the Butcher Blade, and the Bunny, all three of them, uh, signing on to t uh, Team Hardy, I guess. 
Matt, no, they, they called it something like Matt Hardy Investments or something. They yeah. gave it a he gave it a word that made it sound a little more uh, Matt Harding Savings and Loans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, you know he's got to recoup some of those losses from uh, the Hangman's financially. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means? It's our weekly Cody segment. <laughs> Uh, so Cody Rhodes, they don't even tell you. This is, you know, we ran, uh, they just say Cody Rhodes in action up next. They don't even tell you who's going to fight. Uh, yeah, like, but he's cares? fighting someone. They're like, who cares? It's Cody. He's fighting someone named Seth or something. But Mike, I'm well, sure this is just their, I'm sure they did the same thing with John Cena, right? I mean, we saw them do the same thing with Roman Reigns. I'm sure they did the same thing with Stone Cold, right? Like he's just, when we didn't know who they were, everyone knows who Cody Rhodes is. Oh, okay. No, but I'm saying, Mike, there had to have been a time where, like, yeah, someone was on TV every single week just because they were the top dog. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so that was only part one. Part two was the fact that he's facing this Seth Gargas guy. Like, who the hell is this guy? And why is Cody facing him? Why is Cody facing this jobber? He didn't put him over. He didn't do anything. He just beats him up quickly with the figure four. (laughs) Yeah, there's this new type of Cody match, which is just like, he doesn't put you over. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you're gonna lose, but we're setting up another angle. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. This is just the weekly Cody. That's oh well, that, no, that was it. No, that's it. So you're you're <laughs> in a match with Cody. Uh, yeah. you drop to him. He doesn't put you over, and we set up another angle because uh, shortly after the match, uh, you know we're kind of in the midst. Arn and there, uh, and Tony Schiavone, we're having a quick chat just about um Cody Sh- Cody's shoulder injury, which they have been kind of selling. Over the past yeah, few, he's got the tape. He's got the tape. Kind of, got the Canicio tape, which keeps, uh, yeah. you know keeps them all together. <laughs> keeps them all together, yeah. I guess. Which uh, I've heard is still not scientifically 100% proven to do anything. What is? Oh, the tape. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. it's not. Um, my stepmom knows how to do it, and she's done it on me a bunch when I was in high school, just kind of for lingering injuries. Does it work? Mm-hmm. It, I think so. For me, I mean, it was kind of like no harm, no foul. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna do anything. Worse, not gonna make sure. it worse. But for whatever reason, um, instead of actually talking about the shoulder injury, though, we're in a, we're interrupted by Penta El Zero, Miedo. Um, yeah. And of course, the Spanish uh, one of the Spanish announcers, Alex. And then I missed the last name. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just call him the translator. Yeah, but he has well, been—he has been on being the elite a bunch, though. Okay, he's I wasn't sure who he was. I thought he was just like Penta brought him in as his translator. <laughs> he's the Spanish correspondent for AEW. No, that makes sense if he's yeah. already there. Penta's like, hey, come with me. Hey, come but, with me. I mean, was this this also might have, might have been one of the first times we've ever had a Penta promo? I this was fantastic. He's, yeah, I'm like, I what's he it. gonna sound like? I was like, I hope your voice is really high or really low. <laughs> I think both would be real cool. He comes yeah. up, he's like, Cody. <laughs> be like, yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's go, fucking big boy. Uh, oh, he's... But the promo was great, and you know, he's just kind of, you know, it's talking about uh, the unfinished business they have. Of course, he's gonna hurt yeah. Cody so much he won't even be able to pick up his newborn baby girl and of course you know that's gonna set it off yeah that was a good moment running up the ramp it's only a matter of time until we get that kind of same equivalent out of moxley we're gonna we gotta get that at some time yeah you know once you have a kid you're it's fair game mox like daddy moxley (laughs) but uh i love this from penta just being a mean heel you know he can talk even when he's speaking spanish you don't know what he's saying the way like his inflection and the way he's talking it sounds good it was great there were there were a couple times though i love when they do this in a translation is that penta would lean over to 
<coughs> his translator for like two seconds and then the guy's response would be <laughs> like 20, 10 seconds yeah like 20 seconds <laughs> like that's yeah. perfect <laughs> um yeah, this was great. And he even spoke a little English at one point. He's like, let me speak English, American Nightmare. Yeah, that was it. So. It was it was amazing. It was uh it was so fun to hear. And I guess being in a being in a you know, a match or a feud with Cody Rhodes is going to elevate you when you're not fucking Seth Gargas. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, hey, Penta could beat Cody. Penta beats think? Cody? That's a pretty big match on you know, kind of in the scheme of, you know, the top guy at TNT being taken down by this interesting looking luchador wrestler. Like that's, you know, big big stuff coming up. Yeah, and you know, Ray Phoenix and Pac, they're kind of baby faces, it seems right now. So if Penta's distancing himself a bit from the triangle, who knows? I mean oh, there's still no. a triangle. Now we're just a death line. <laughs> <laughs> just a line yeah death line the green mile death line oh don't make me cry uh, uh um all ego tony page <laughs> oh, okay that one was first oh, you wanted to skip it i mean we just had to mention it happened to keep the streak alive tony interview sting yeah sting without uh he wasn't wearing a, uh his long leather his duster though did you notice yeah, that well, uh, what did he just have a t-shirt he didn't no, he had his long the long sleeve version shop a oh, the long com. sleeve yeah. was it a long sleeve with a t-shirt over top Oh, that's a good like question. Like the cool, like skaters, skaters used to. <laughs> that's a good question. See, I thought it was just <laughs> one long black. I didn't pay attention. Like a like a black long. It might have just like a black. Yeah, hmm. to keep them warm. Oh no. Uh, but anyways, Lance Archer comes out, so maybe maybe they're gonna have a mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, if take the biggest guy out there. Have him slam the sixty-year-old around. I mean, that yeah. Feels, that First it was Brian Cage, now it's Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah, that feels safe. Then it'll be Wardlow, and feels safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go to the Jake Hager, start banging out. Then Shaq comes back for that next match. <laughs> I want you, Sting. I want uh, you, Sting. Uh, but Ethan Page, like you said, he's out here for his Dynamite debut to take on Lee Johnson, new member of Nightmare Family, uh, and QT Marshall's there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it was all right. Lee hit a blue thunder bomb at one point, which was cool. But you know, Paige is here to win, and he hits the razor's edge, gets the win, and then he beats down Lee some more. QT does nothing to save him, so Dustin just runs in to save Lee and yells at QT again, and walks off. So there's, they're still splitting up, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, didn't do it for me in this new Paige guy. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't stand out on an already yeah, super stacked out. roster. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess maybe we're looking for a bit of a shift here. <gasps> oh my God! Excuse me. With the addition of Dark Elevation, maybe there I will still, sort of be a shift of. I still don't know what it is. I still don't know what it is. Like I thought it was a TV show, but it's on YouTube. But it's is it gonna be on TV? What is it? No, it's on YouTube. So it's on so Mondays. It, what's different from Dark though? How is it different from Dark? Okay, no. What what I'm, I think <laughs> it's gonna be a shift like Dark. Well, now, like, so all the crap, or no, I don't want to say all the crap, all the <laughs> brand new performers on Dark yeah. now go to Elevation, and then these okay. mid-card page kind of guys who just need to kind of bang out a couple wins so they can do shit on TV, they're the ones who are on Dark. So Elevation is a C-show? I feel like it's a C-show. But we're, uh, we it's, 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 it's kicking off with a big, maybe like the opportunity was there. It's like, yo, we can film both. We can, like we can bang these out back to back. It's easier for us to film two hours straight than it is for us to, you know, set up for one hour and then yeah. just fucking content, get shit going. I just, yeah, they haven't been very too clear yet on what it is on television. It's I, yeah, it, it's, it's felt a little, yeah, whatever. But, you know, I mean, 
it's just yeah, it's just another thing for people to click, another thing for people to watch, another opportunity yeah. for indie guys to perform, get better. Yeah, I mean, if it if that's what they want it to be, like their version of what NXT originally was, you know, a place to groom talent. Yeah, maybe something, uh, maybe some, something like that until they're able to ultimately get a second television time slot. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's probably the ultimate goal, right? Like yeah, you have dynamite. Let's get originally. show number two. Uh, yeah. but but hey, YouTube's this fucking free thing. It's I mean, free. even if yeah, no, yeah, but I think the ultimate goal would be a second TV show, maybe even if it's just an hour, an hour long show. Yeah, and then yeah. on like Fridays or something or Monday or I don't know. Man can dream, can he? Uh, Alex Marvez is interviewing Hangman Page. Who's already been busy spending some of that money that he won from Matt Hardy? And uh, one of the things he bought is this giant lawnmower. <laughs> so he's he's having fun. The rest of the Dark Order there, he's like, "Hop on, boys!" And they all jump on. But Alan Angels, they have to stop him because they're like, "No, sorry, buddy. There's a weight limit." <laughs> so uh, they can't. But then they all say, "Let's go get ice cream!" And woo! They pop a wheelie. The thing almost tips over from all the weight, and they drive off. <laughs> They're just laughing, having a great time. I love it. Having a lot of fun. These guys are having and a lot Alan of fun. Angels, Alan Angels is left in the dust, just kind of like, oh, you guys. Yeah, it's kind of keeping everyone relevant yeah. uh, and everyone going. But, um, yeah, babyface Adam Hangman Page leading the charge here. You know, I just like seeing, you know, Hangman, he's smiling. We haven't seen him smile. He's been sad so much. He's been sad for He's so having long. fun. I know. He's been These so guys sad. just want to have a good time. They just want to be buddies, and now he can embrace them. Yeah. I don't know if you nice. caught during uh, Revolution and all, there were a couple uh, hangman fucks chance during his <laughs> match with uh, Matt Hardy. It's a uh, it's an ongoing BTE joke yeah. of whenever he walks in the room, the boys are just chanting, hangman fucks, hangman fucks. <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, he's feeling good. It must have great, you know, it feels great to have friends just pumping you up, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Tony Shavoni, he was a busy man this night. He was out multiple times. Back and forth and back <laughs> and forth. And... Uh, but he's here to introduce us to Christian Cage. Uh, but instead, the cleaners start coming out with their brooms. And Kenny Omega makes his way out with his posse. Uh, Don Callis cutting promos saying, Kenny's the king of the death match. And Sunday, everything went according to plan. And Kenny says, maybe not everything, Mr. Callis. And he's like, oh, you mean that? <laughs> the That's explosion. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, the explosion not heard around the world. Uh, the little sparkler routine. We've taken a lot of heat the last few days from the company and the fans. We were blamed for you not getting what you thought you wanted. You wanted to see a giant explosion. We're taking the blame, right? He's like, well, I'm not going to confirm or deny we had anything to do with that. But I will confirm how happy it made us that we took away what you thought you wanted. We made history. We took away Moxley's big moment to die the death of a hero. And we took away Eddie Kingston's star-making heroic moment. Um, and then, yeah, we made you look like a pair of idiots. So at the end of the day, we do what we do. We win. And then Kenny grabs the mic and says, ah, was, yeah, it's basically same thing. Nice to embarrass you. So Eddie Kingston comes out. He gets in the ring and Don talks to him and Says, you know, just like when you worked for me at Impact, you come this close to grabbing the brass ring and you screw up. Just like a revolution when you laid there and we laughed at you. And that was your moment. But then the crowd was really behind Eddie. They're just chanting him. They still respect Eddie. 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 It felt like going to the ACC in, uh, you know, the mid-2000s. 
here and yeah, someone, someone hits a frog Eddie. splash. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Eddie's outnumbered. So Don just tells him, because of our history, I'm going to give you a chance to get out of here right now. You have 10 seconds. And they put a timer. And the sirens start going off. They're mocking the ending. And the weird is Kenny drops to the ground and says, Don, 69 69 me. 69 me. 69 me, Don. And he kind of did it. I mean, he did it sideways. He didn't quite go the tombstone pile driver position. But uh, I never thought I'd hear those words, though, on that. It was perfect. 69 me. 69 me. I mean, I guess that's that's allowed. You can say those numbers, not be censored. I guess. I mean, it's you know, it's by now. It's uh, it's almost 10 p.m. You know, the kids should be in bed anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. 69 uh, me. <laughs> it was a funny. Such a funny way to present that too. To say, yeah. Because I mean, I get it. It's funny. But uh, <laughs> so they duck for cover. Nothing happens. Kenny gets in Eddie's face. Tells him to take a swing. So Eddie does it. He punches Kenny, knocks him to the ground, and then he gets jumped. But uh, Moxley comes out to try and help him. Everyone brawls. And then we get another countdown. As Christian comes out, he gets in the ring, uh, gets face-to-face with his fellow Canadian Omega. And uh, Kenny offers him a hand, but Christian declines. So Kenny tries to hit him, but Christian ducks, looking to hit the unprettier. But Don Collis pulls Kenny out of the ring to safety, and Christian just picks up the world title belt. So looks like he wants a shot. That's him and fun. Edge. Him and Edge at the same time going Imagine for world that. titles. Imagine that. Of course, <laughs> Christian Cage coming over is was a, a less less days. I mean, between the Rumble and Sunday were less days than Big Show, and then his appearance. Right. So these guys are, uh, we're, you know, these legends. You have the opportunity to hop over pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Amir. Yeah, he had that good run in the Rumble, and I thought maybe they'd follow it up with something else. I but think clearly we, he didn't. We may have asked, we may have thought on the show that uh, Fastlane would be Edge Christian taking on Uso uh, Reigns. I think that was actually yeah. a thing that we uh, may have said. Yeah, it made sense. <laughs> I mean, but, never uh, say I guess, never. Yeah, never but, say never. It could still happen. <laughs> could, uh, but for now, it looks like Christian's got his eyes on a bigger prize. That's pretty cool. Maybe set up a champion. Maybe set up a championship match for this uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam. Maybe is it too early? No, too early. Too early. Yeah, maybe. maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, six woman tag action: Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, Maki Ito taking on Thunder Rosa, Rio Mizunami, and Hukaru Shida. And this time, Maki's karaoke entrance sounded a bit better. A little bit uh, better. I think there was like a little bit of a glitch last time. Last time. Around. Yeah, but I like it. It was fun. Um, the rest of the people in the matches kind of start fighting and the music cuts off, but she's still singing. I love her. God bless her. She's fun. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the match was fun. Yeah, pretty similar to the one on the pay-per-view, but with a couple extra participants. You know, Thunder Rosa did some fun jumping around. Uh, I think she's the one that gets the pin. She hits a Thunder Driver, spiking Ito down, getting the win. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, bunch of women in the match. There we go. I mean, of course, that w- this was the time chunk for them to be in. Maybe like a little bit early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, but what's you it? know, this division is shaping up. All these bodies that they have that are finally getting featured weekly. I mean, I guess we got bodies now. One thing that's really funny <laughs> about at least these uh, six women who are in this match, Hukaru uh, Shida has like the least amount of personality out of all of them, which I think is really yeah. funny for the champion of 
It's been like two, a bunch of days. 277 yeah. days, I think I saw. Uh, it feels like there's been zero. I have no clue what her deal is. No, that's, I mean, Maki Ito. We've only seen her twice now, and I feel like I already know way more about her. She popped and, up on Being the Elite, and I, I know more. She's more of a person than uh, Hikaru Shida has been in the last seven months. Really weird. I still feel like we yeah. need to get this belt off her. I know. We've been saying that for ASAP. a while. ASAP. Because, I mean, Brit, this Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa feud, they keep going at it. That feels like that should just be for the title. I feel like that's just like their... That's like they're Bailey Sasha right now. It's like just throw. They're, they're the bet. They're they're bet. They're good. Throw them in. <laughs> They'll yeah. give us a good match. Just throw them in. Well, we are promised a title match. We get this TNT Championship, Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky. So, uh, yeah, you know Scorpio with the big win, trying to regain some of that momentum from 2020. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, good back and forth match. Sky's throwing everything he's got at Darby. There was a cool counter late in the match where Darby's on the top rope, goes for the coffin drop, but then Sky like catches him midair, right with the sit-out power bomb. Uh, yeah, big two count there. And then he picks up Darby, goes for the TKO, but Darby gets him with an inside cradle. And that's what gets him the three count, gets him the win, retain the title. A nice looking small package, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, Sky's a sore loser and he beats up Darby. Ooh. Uh, so maybe a little heelish. A little heelish. Yeah, fun back and forth. We haven't seen Scorpio Sky, you know, as that individual performer. But, you know, similarly to Sting on the other side, Darby Allen's been tied up in this three and a half months of nonsense also. Uh, yeah. So to actually see him... Have, and the title itself has been tied up a bit too, but like you know, yeah, and it's you know, well, it's been tied up in with this, especially with this brand new, nice looking title, def- uh, title. Yeah, the black and gold. You know, they redid it. It's hardly on television, but in this time, yeah, it was, uh, it was on TV. It was great, and uh, yeah, let's give us something. I mean, we haven't seen anything great out of this between or since Cody and Brody, right? So let's, uh, yeah. let's get something nice out of this. Yeah, let's go back to you know having the title on. Yeah, every couple of weeks you being get defended. It. You get it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that was your last match of the night. But the final segment, we have this Inner Circle War Council. So it's got to be big if they're closing the show with this. So uh, they all come out. Jericho says, any great army needs to change, you know, strategies in the course of battle. So uh, we've been on a decline recently, but we can remedy this. Maybe it's time for a new attitude. Maybe even a new member. And MJF says, whoa, 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 Chris. With all due respect, maybe I think I think maybe it's time we we think about letting someone go. But then good old Sammy Guevara comes out to interrupt. And he tells Chris he's got something you got to see. But Jericho's just like, no, man, you're dead to me. But Sammy's, come on. After everything we've been through from the first dynamite till now, I just need you to see this, Chris. So then the video plays on the screen. Sammy sets up a little hidden camera to record the Inner Circle's backstage conversation. Uh, where MJF comes into the room with Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, and tells him, tonight's the night. We've been talking about this for a while, and it's time for some new leadership. And uh, I think we all know who that should be. Uh, So we're going to give Chris Jericho a dirt nap. And then the other members say, okay. And they all just kind of fist bump MJF. And then Max says, well, Chris, I didn't want you to find out this way, but oh, well, get him. He sticks the inner circle on him, and they step forward to attack Chris. But then they turn around and face MJF instead. And Jericho just says, you stupid son of a bitch. You don't think we talk to each other every day. We just, you know. So anyways, 
<laughs> I brought you in. I'll bring you out. He shoves Max down to the mat. And uh, on behalf of the inner circle, your ass is fired. And then Max says, wait, I didn't want to take over your group, I swear. Because I was too busy building my own. And then the lights shut out to come back on. And FTR, Tully Blanchard, Wardlow, Sean Spears. They're all in the ring. They got their weapons with them. Champagne bottles, chairs. They beat the shit out of Inner Circle. They make a big mess of everything. <laughs> and then uh, they pick up Jericho so MJF can punch him in the face with a diamond ring. And then we get another blade job. From, quick, a lot of blade jobs this week. Jericho bled from the head. <laughs> but uh, then MJF picks with the bat. Hits him one more time. Wardlow picks him up the ramp. Uh, big power bomb off the stage. Through a table onto a nice comfy crash pad. And then MJF and the new faction stand tall over the bloody Jericho. Wow. Who had babyface Chris Jericho uh, coming into 2021 nice and hot? Who had that yeah. on? Uh, <laughs> who picked that option? Yeah, and this new faction. I, I mean. Okay, so who all is it? So we got uh, FTR plus Tully. So we got those three motherfuckers. Yeah. Sean Spears, of course. Gotta love him. You're welcome back. Yeah. Um, and Wardlow and MJ. How many people? Are that? Five, six? Six, six. That's a good six. And then, yeah. Inner Circle's got five. Man now. Managed by a 25 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how But, old yeah. Is. So, I mean, uh, yeah. We don't, we'll find out the name of this power faction, I guess. They're not the four horsemen. There's too many. Yeah, this was a bit of a weird move, uh, I thought. Like, um, yeah, MJF was going to leave. We had that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't see it coming. I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't, go I didn't see this coming at all. But yeah, just moving from one stable to another, I feel like it's weird because not since Chris Jericho lost the, the AEW Championship to John Moxley has it felt like the, inner, like the inner circle has had nothing to do with the championship. I wonder if mm -hmm. this means that, you know, these six motherfuckers, they're like, we're, we're coming after Kenny Omega. or Because it still kind of feels like Omega, Moxley, and now Christian Cage. Like, it doesn't feel like any of these guys are close to it at all either. So maybe we're bringing them up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, either way, MJF's the leader. But I feel like being the leader of the inner circle is a bigger deal. Yeah, like, is this like, are we, are we going for MJF Kenny? And the Funky Bunch. <laughs> or maybe we're setting up this stable versus the Inner Circle. Or maybe it'll just be MJF versus Darby. He'll, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Target. Yeah, I wonder what the plan for this group is uh, going forward. So, yeah, like you said, surprised. Hopefully we can see something good come out of it. Yeah, but that was it. That was your uh, Dynamite. That was the entire AEW Dynamite. Let's switch over brand, shall we? Because a war, you need two sides for there to be a war. We're talking <laughs> about NX. T NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So um, anything can happen on the road to WrestleMania. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be on the main roster uh, to be on the road, as far as I'm concerned. Well. Yeah, because the road extends beyond just the two days of WrestleMania. There's the Hall of Fame, there's the go-home shows, and, uh, well, let's find out what else, because we start the show off with William, William Regal. He's got some big announcements for us. Uh, the first is a video package to announce that uh, the takeover for WrestleMania week will be TakeOver Stand and Deliver. 
which will take place over two nights for the first time ever. Night one takes place uh, on the weekly Wednesday NXT television. And then night two will be the following night as the, t- the standard takeover style on the network. Or maybe even on the Peacock. Who knows? Uh. <laughs> it is ex- it is going to be aired exclusively on Peacock, which means that that first one is going to be a two-hour shtick in their normal kind of time slot. But the next one could could go beyond. It could end up being a three- or four-hour event. Yeah. If they wanted they'll it probably. To. They'll probably stack that one with the title matches on the second night. Well, they but could. We'll see. I don't know. We'll this see. this would be a big opportunity to beat AEW in the ratings for that one week. Yeah, that too. I mean, I'm sure they'll do both. They'll do. They'll they'll split it. Yeah. They got a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, because we got even more to announce. We got a second announcement, uh, and he's asked the entire women's roster to come out on stage, and he puts them over as the greatest woman in the wrestling world, and they prove it every week. And as the winners of the 2021 Dusty Rhodes Classic, he wants to bring Raquel and Dakota down into the ring. They oblige. They come down. Regal says after the injustice last week with the women's tag titles, I'm sick and tired of other people making the decisions for me. So going forward, you are the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. As he lifts the little drape and reveals some nice looking tag belts. They're basically the men's versions, but with the white leather. So... Still looks way better than the main roster tag belts. And the men's side. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, so uh, kind of expected. Once all that, that drape was out there, I think we knew what was coming, what was underneath that curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy with it. At the end of the day, if they weren't going to give them the ones, the women's titles, NXT needed these eventually. So now they, there's way too many women here to just have one belt, so they can fuck around with this now. And Mike, just like that, a wave of uh, of 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 a new horizon fell upon me when I realized, ah, new belts. That's right, Naya, Shayna, you can say the fuck where you're coming from. I'm already coming to <laughs> NXT for the best wrestling, anyways. Um, yeah. so this is just another excuse for that too. And yeah, nobody's more uh, nobody's more deserving. I think, you know, yeah. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, they had a fantastic match last week. They're the team that won the championship. It feels weird. It feels like a weird move. I, I thought this would have maybe come, like, at the end of the Dusty Rhodes Cup. They would have been like, psych, this was actually for the <laughs> inaugural belts. I would have been like, yo, that's sick. I mean, I didn't necessarily need that Shane Anaya match, but, uh, hey, we achieved the same thing anyways. We got our own belts to deal with and uh, a lot of women coming up that can that we'll, we'll want them. Yeah. I mean, you saw that ramp was full of some good teams and wrestlers that Amen. are going to want a piece of that. So Raquel, they pick up their new belts. They're all smiles. The crowd's cheering. Uh, they cut a little brief heel promo just saying, we're going to beat you all, all that. But then Shotzi and Ember come out to say a few words. They say, we want a shot at those shiny new belts. And Regal says, ha ha, that makes my job easy. Let's do it tonight. So we're getting three title matches on this episode of NXT. Three title, oh my lord. This is stacked. So let's just get right into it. Uh, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, NXT women's title match. Uh, They have a nice back and forth. You know, we've seen them recently. Good Mm -hmm. chemistry. Tony hits a Storm Zero for a big near fall. Tries to follow up with a headbutt off the top rope. But Io turns it into a crossface. And gets a rare submission victory. So yeah, we, we usually see her getting victories by jumping off high things. <laughs> yeah, uh, moonsault. <laughs> but yeah, um, Io Shirai still competing at the highest level in this division, and she's just going to continue to do so. Yeah, 
Tony Storm, though, where does she go from here? I don't know. No, she's got to win something. She's got. She's always good. Yeah, maybe she can grab a partner and mix it up for these tag titles. Ooh. Uh, L.A. Knight has a little interview, I think, mm-hmm. and then he gets attacked by Bronson Reed, and I think he's gonna make his in-ring debut next week. So cool, cool. That's that. Nice to see. Uh, Jake Atlas, Pete Dunn had a quick little match where Dunn just gets a submission win. Another guy, kind of. Hmm. What's he doing right now? Yeah, a couple of these hmm guys, but uh, they can also give us matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at any point in time, they can be right in the mix of things. But yeah, let's, uh, I don't know, want to. Okay. North American title, something. Sure. <laughs> but let's get that women's tag title match. Raquel and Dakota, depending against Ember and Shotzi. Uh, so pretty, a rematch of the Dusty Finals here. Mm-hmm. So we already know what these girls can do. Uh, just some nice wrestling moves. Uh, Shotzi gets isolated. Ember gets the hot tag. Uh, then she gets hit with some double GTK, which is Dakota's finisher. But she kicks out of that. Uh, so eventually, I think uh, Ember goes for the eclipse on Raquel, but she catches her, tosses her into the ropes, hoists her up for this big power bomb. But as she's got her up there, Shotzi just shoves them, uh, so they kind of like fall over the ropes to the floor. And then back in the ring, Shotzi rolls Dakota up from behind, adds a beautiful bridge to the pin, and she holds Kai down for the three count. So we got new women's tag champs for the second time tonight. For the Shotzi second Black. time. So are they officially both? Or like this belt has already had two people hold it? Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. Shotzi Blackheart, you know how much I love her on of this course, show. Of course, of course. First title vic- of ever for her in this company, so... Much deserved. Another great match from these two teams. Uh, I don't mind. They can have a third match. Settle it all. Finish the feud. Throw them in a cage for sure. these belts. Toss them back. Take Who over. knows? Who knows yeah. what can happen with these championships? Make them. Yeah. They can lose it on night one and have a rematch on night two of the takeover. Yeah, but yeah, we've already got <laughs> and you know through that uh, dusty cup, we've already got women. We've already got some tag, some teams ready to go. So. Yeah, we built in a bunch of teams. This was great. Uh, Shotzi and Ember, they're celebrating. They got tears in their eyes. And as they walk through the curtain backstage, they get a nice standing ovation from the roster. Uh, except for Indy Hartwell and Candace, who just look on, mm-hmm. sneering, angry. So maybe that's your first title feud. Yeah, well, after. hey, someone's going to someone's, yeah. someone's They're a built-in team, like we said. The team division's already been built up these last while, so it's nice. The belts, they're here. They're here. <laughs> they're here to stay. Uh, but then Indy and Candace, they're, after they're all pissed, they walk over to Johnny and Austin Theory and Johnny's just continuing to tell him that, you know, hey, man, Dexter Lewis said you're annoying. And he makes all these insults. And Austin Theory walks off. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. He took off his shirt <laughs> at one point for no reason, too, I think. I caught that. <laughs> Show his abs I off or something? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's still not British. No. Uh, Caden Carter taking on Zia Lee. They've been building this one up for a few weeks now. With, mm-hmm. uh, Casey Catanzaro got injured. I think she's legit injured, but I she's still out there. I also saw she was legit injured, which, uh, you yeah. know, happens, I guess. But she was still pretty mobile. She was hobbling with her crutches without. Uh, so anyways, Caden comes out. She's throwing all her moves, but this is the new Zyali. She doesn't fuck around much, so she's in control. But then Casey takes a swing at her with the crutch, but the ref sees it, so that's a DQ. But uh, anyway, she doesn't care. Gets in the ring, beats her up with the crutch some more. So Boa has to get in there. Casey takes a swing at him, but he just catches the crutch, breaks it. Uh, and then the leader of Tian Sha, 
found out their name now. It's Mai Ying. It's the dark leader. Yeah, Mei we got Ying. no, we got that a little while ago. I think. Okay, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, she gives a little hand signal, and then Boa's ready to crush Casey, but luckily Caden kicks him from behind, and the two of them sneak off. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Xylee needs to do something though, right? Like this is uh we didn't we just kinda get Yeah. She's built up. She's built up. <laughs> now she's ready to crush. Yeah, now she's ready to else. do something. So uh let's yeah. get there sooner rather than later. Yeah, Casey and Caden can stay teaming up for the you know, the tag division. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Zaya vs Eo. If they built to that, that could be a badass match. Zaya Lee Eo. Okay, cool. But that would probably take months to get to. Months to get to. We don't have <laughs> because, months. I mean, we do. I guess, yeah. But uh, in between, at some point backstage, Raquel and Dakota are interviewed. And then uh, EO walks up and tells Raquel she wants a piece of her. So looks like Raquel EO is the next feud. Well, we thought it, we thought it was going to be that, I think. We thought it would be. Yeah. That'll be good. Uh, but then we get a video promo from uh, recent Forgot You Existed winner Jordan Devlin. Because he reminds us he's still the cruiserweight champion, and his travel ban's been lifted. So Pablo Escobar, your time is uh, coming up. I'm coming to NXT next week. So maybe we're finally gonna settle who's the actual cruiserweight champion. Yeah, a little, a little um uh, unification type thing, you know, uh, yeah. unifying the two belts. Because I think Devlin still has the the older version the where old, it's like more purple. The old look of it. Yeah. That was yeah. a new thing that was given to Santos Escobar. So. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Um, I think I think a lot of the other guys are going to come over now. Like Imperium and Walter. and or I mean Imperium's already there. But the guys that we couldn't see for a while because of this travel ban. Right. Yeah. Oh, Walter. Well, we Maybe didn't. Kaylee Ray from the women's division. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, there was a tag match. Legato, Phantasma versus Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, at one point, these astronauts come out, who I assume was Breeze Ongo, but it turns out it's MSK. The distraction uh, costs the match for Grizzled Young Vets, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then they smash him in the foot with the astronaut helmet, and then Breeze Ongo shows up, and they beat them up. I don't know. There was a bunch of shit going on. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't mean a whole lot, but it didn't do no harm. Yeah. So whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but let's go to the main event, the final title match of the night. Finn Balor defending his NXT title against Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. And they let him go. A good 20 plus minutes here. You know, Finn Balor is just, this whole title reign, he's knocked it out of the park. Every match he's had. Yeah. In my Happen. Well, I mean, you, since, you sound since, like you. Yeah, you no, sound like you're reluctant to. Well, agree. No, I was gonna say, well, since he came back from getting the bike chain put in his face, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, even the match that put the bike chain in his face. Superhero since then. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just some good wrestling, though. You know, the technical, the mat, the submissions. Uh, Cole targeting that jaw, tries to hit him with a brain buster on the steel steps, but uh, Finn counters and suplexes him onto the ramp. Uh, Adam Cole hits the last shot, but Balor kicks out at two. So Cole follows up with a Panama Sunrise, but Balor kicks out again. So they're going big here. Uh, he goes for another last shot, but Finn tosses Cole to the floor. And that's when Kyle O'Reilly walks up to the barricade, looking all bad in his denim vest, his Metallica shirt. Looked like a high school bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it with the con. Yeah, the Chuck Taylors. His uh, no, actually, he looked. Yeah, let's say, didn't look like a high school bully. Looked like what a bully looks like in a school play. In a movie or a show. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, yeah, 
Yeah, the the vest, the denim. Yeah, the denim Anyways. vest, the faux hawk thing. <laughs> this was too much for Adam Cole. He lost his focus. So Balor hits a big tope, then a nineteen sixteen onto the floor, throws Adam back in the ring, and closes it out with the coup de gras. And that gets him to win, retain his title in another hard fought match. Mm. Retaining afterwards, the title. Yeah. But then Kyle just hops the barricade, goes right after Cole, and then he pulls the undisputed armband off of Cole's arm, throws it to the ground, signifying this is the end of the era. The disrespect. Yeah, it's gone. So he just beats him up some more, uh, tries to do what Adam did to him by hitting the brain buster on the stairs, but officials stop him. So Cole scurries away, and then Finn, still in the ring, standing tall as the champ. Uh, but then he just says, hey, what took you so long? And he turns around to see Karrion Cross standing there. So I guess that's going to happen. Karrion Cross, Finn. I mean, we knew it was going to happen because it was, suppo- it was supposed to never have happened, I guess. Uh, I mean, he was, yeah, Finn. This title run might have never even happened for Finn if Cross never got hurt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we knew it was just a matter of time before. Maybe yeah, maybe TikTok. that Karrion Cross uh, Escobar match was to tease us that Karrion Cross going to wrestle somebody small. Maybe it was just a little <laughs> tease of like, oh, okay, get used to it. He's taking on a little boy in what will probably be our Peacock main event. Or who knows? It could be a fucking commercial-free uh, night one main event. But yeah, either be. way, it's not looking good for Adam Cole. It's not looking good for Finn Balor. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, unless he wins, I hope he oh, beats Cross. Baby, who good. the heck? No, I don't know what's going to happen. Finn Balor's there. hot. He's hot. He's hot. But Karen, uh, Karen Cross is bigger. He's bigger. <laughs> but he's, that's why I think he should go to the main roster where Vince can play with him. Or Vince can ruin him. <laughs> the land of the giants. At least let give Triple H a chance to ruin him. Or to not ruin him. <laughs> well, I guess so, yeah. Uh, but that's that. That was everything. That was a whole lot of everything in wow, this week. Yeah, big week. Big week um, in the professional wrestling world. Always is when there's a pay-per-view. Uh, let's get to our big moment, though, right? The wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. The wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. The wrestler of the week. Uh, God, tough week. Tough week. Um, but I'm going this way, uh, when really it was what stood out to me were the blade jobs this week. (laughs) Um, we saw Chris Jericho, uh, give himself the old mask, uh, just the other night. Of course, Kenny Omega had his own opportunity, but, uh, we're going to Mike. I mean, you touched on it earlier. One of the better blade jobs we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where the true wrestling skill comes in. John Moxley, uh, you're my wrestler of the week. Um, for that for that blade job way to go yeah no it was awesome like i said i was hard on the match but the performers themselves they put on they they busted their ass like they usually do mm-hmm. uh but a lot of the times when it comes to these awards you know all favor we all have our favorites and uh when someone does something for the first time or accomplishes something that you've been hoping they do for a long time that usually puts them over the edge so i'm gonna give it to shotzi blackheart and ember moon 
for winning those NXT Women's Tag Titles. The inaugural. Or no, they're Second. not inaugural. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just happened uh, later on. That's great. The future is so bright for the uh, for that women's... Yes, much like Shotzi's hair. What, much much like right. Shotzi's hair, the future's <laughs> bright uh, for those belts. Really can't wait to see what's next. And, uh, and yeah, that was the podcast. Wow, yeah, long one. Big old marathon because we did have the pay-per-view, but don't worry. Uh, we have a couple weeks of being chill. I think it's five weeks until Mania, and we're gonna th- we're gonna need a new show schedule. We'll, for we'll that have a week. fast lane in between, but that won't. But I mean, fast lane is just they're, they're, one day. We're gonna have to have three yeah. shows over the course of Mania week. Yeah, Mania week. We're gonna have to split up because I saw like, the official schedule. Yeah, like takeovers has to have. So what? It would be it would be Raw go home, and then well, and then Tuesday they announced the Hall of Fame. Not that we yeah, have to cover we really, that. Okay, but yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> but just say for the sake of the streak, there's an eight-day streak. Right, because it would Monday. be it would be Monday go home, and then yeah, the uh, Hall of Fame, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and then Takeovers. Friday is a go home, and then Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. and then Monday is the comeback. So we'll have to do, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to do like. Well, yeah, oh, we, yeah, we'll have to. It'll have to be on different days. I'm gonna need to we'll look. At, I'm gonna need to look at a calendar to see how we're gonna plan this out. But it's gonna take planning because there's way too much to cover. We're still, no. yeah, there's way too much to cover, and of course, dynamite's still gonna have to happen somewhere. There's still too much to cover, but we have a lot of time to plan that out. So stay with yeah. us, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day, Mike. I, I have, have, have a good one. Have a great. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Enjoy your March break. Hey,